0: The 700 Tapes Podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. They don't own any of the clips they'll be using in this program. The 700 Tapes Podcast will also be using adult language and adult humor, so if you're easily offended... For God's sake, stop listening now. In 2019, Jasperino purchased 700 VHS tapes at a yard sale for $35. He promptly moved them to a safe house deep in the outlands of the Arizona desert. If you're into nostalgia, and you like VHS, and if you can find him, maybe you can listen to The 700 Tapes Podcast.
1: What?
2: Where's your Christmas decorations?
1: I don't have any.
2: Oh, no. Uh,
1: it's not really a big deal. Oh, no, it's terrible. No, it's fine, really. And you can borrow my decorations. Thanks, but no. No, really, I want you to try them on.
2: Just leave me alone, okay? I
1: know they would look amazing on I you. I don't
2: want your decorations.
1: Just one tiny decoration.
2: No. Just a sparkly Christmas ball. No. Are you even listening to me? No. No.
1: No. I Just stop it, alright? No. A couple of plastic snowflakes.
2: Maybe some chips. No, 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 no.
1: You look amazing.
2: Well, I guess I look okay.
0: You're the most beautiful tree I
1: ever saw. Wait, what? Jingle bells, bells.
0: I know you've been naughty, but have you been nice? That's only Santa's business. He's making his list and he's checking it twice. Holy oh, shit! It it's Christmas. Christmas. Oh. The silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathrobe emptying a chemical toilet into my sewer.
2: Shitter full!
0: Who are you, then? Just a fly in the ointment, Hans.
2: The monkey in the wrench. A pain in the ass.
1: But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon.
0: I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequins shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy?
1: Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker.
0: What's up freaks and weirdos It's that time again Tis the season I do believe Christmas is upon us this is the 700 Tastes Podcast. I'm Jasperino, your host. Joined as always by my co-host with the most, the man with the most presents under the tree. The man's going to unwrap your package on Christmas Eve. The man, the myth, the legacy. Mr. Roman Alvarado. Woo! How you doing, sir?
2: I'm fucking great. in yourself?
0: Dude, I'm so fucking stoked for this episode. Damn right. Long awaited.
2: <laughs> a couple Damn days right. late. Damn right.
0: Waiting is such sweet sorrow.
2: Oh, uh, yes. Well,
1: that's
0: parting, but fuck that. We say what we want. Damn right. So, I got a lot of shit to cover before we even get to the movie. Hell yeah. So much. First off, the song you're hearing behind you mm-hmm. is my favorite Christmas song of all time. Ever? Ever. Okay. This is uh, Christmas wrapping by The Waitresses. Okay. Um... think it came out in 1984 i think this is every year since like 1996 this is the first christmas song i listen to every year nice um i will not do anything christmas related i think we talked about this on the last podcast Mm -hmm. i will not do anything christmas related until after thanksgiving that turkey's got to be getting eaten before anything else happens so (laughs) that being said we put our christmas tree up uh, we were supposed to do it Thanksgiving night, and then we were supposed to do it Friday night. We ended up doing it on Saturday. Gotcha. But this is probably the earliest in my life that I've ever put up a Christmas tree.
2: Damn. So I'm feeling pretty festive. Do you leave it up after? or do you, So how long do you leave it up till? So uh, uh, a
0: couple days after New Year's. Okay, cool. We leave it because I like having it up for New Year's. It's kind of cool. Like. Right. You got a little bit of old year, you went to New Year or New Year's Eve, kind of hanging out, Mm -hmm. maybe drinking, doing whatever you're doing. The Christmas tree's still there because the year's not over yet. Right. You know? So, yeah, I like leaving it up. Nice. Um, My oldest daughter, I believe, didn't have to put a tree up this year because. She never took it down. Damn. And I haven't talked to her in a while, but as of, like, summer, like, her tree was still up.
2: Damn. Like, she
0: was like, I like it. It's pretty. I don't want to take it down. So I'm like, all right, cool.
2: Do oh your thing. Right.
0: So, yeah. Um, it's a little different this year, I guess. Like, I was saying about Thanksgiving, I'm feeling a little more festive. Mm-hmm. Last couple, three years, just Christmas hasn't been a thing for me. Like, it's just been... I used to, like, when you're, you know, you're a kid... You get that magical Christmas feeling like Mm -hmm. you're excited and like something's happening and there's magic in the air and you're looking forward to presents and dinner and seeing Uncle Jack or whoever, you know? Mm -hmm. And I don't know, the last few years just hasn't been like that for me, but I'm kind of feeling it a little bit this year, especially uh, knowing that we're doing some Christmas episodes on the podcast, got me going a little bit. Damn right. So uh, yeah, I'm a... I wore a Santa Claus hat at work the other day.
1: Oh, shit, look yeah. at you. It was crazy. Look at you.
2: So, yeah, I'm
0: you know, looking forward to this, even though right, I'm gonna, put you, you I'm gonna put you on financially spot. every year. But you know, yeah. I'm
2: put you on the spot. Are we exchanging gifts?
0: Dude, I totally was going to bring that up. Damn. I was going to say on the next episode, <laughs> I want to do something stupid. Uh-huh. I was going to talk to you about it off the air, uh-huh. and I forgot. I wanted to do like, let's do a secret Santa, but we're the only ones drawing names. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you'll never guess who I got, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I thought it would be cool to like do like one gift. Damn right. And then we could open them on the podcast. That, I'm so with it. So it would be for the, uh, let's see, we got this episode, the next episode. So it would be the episode that we're going to drop on the 21st. That works. Which is right before Christmas.
1: That works.
0: Um, yeah, I want to do that. Hell cool. yes. So. Hell yes. Yeah. I like thoughtful shit, okay? That's all I get is thoughtful cool. shit. Like, cool. Cool. I love... That's the thing I love giving gifts I fucking love Me too Like a Me lot too. of times Like for I have uh, One kid That I can't figure out Really? The rest of my kids I'm like I gotta stop buying stuff
2: Alright let's see you Let's know. see who I can, If I can think I'm I, I don't <laughs> think it's Jack No um, I don't think it's any of your Younger kids No So I'm gonna go with The second kid
0: Elizabeth? Sure No Not even close.
2: Oh, shit. So I
0: will say, of my biological children, Mm -hmm. this is not a problem. Oh. I'm talking about my stepkids. Okay, gotcha. So
2: I'm going to go with, I was going to say something very offensive, but I won't.
0: Okay.
2: I'm going to go with, um, not Dominic. Right. Right. And not spirit.
0: Okay, you're getting close.
2: (laughs) And there's only one left. Right, exactly that.
0: (laughs) So yeah, Darius, did I told that because we're you know we're kind of on a budget this year. Mm -hmm. So you know with the COVID and everything, um, Rose's been kind of in and out of work sporadically, and you know it's been one income to two incomes to one income to two incomes. It's just been craziness. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, just this it's been that year for everybody, I think. Damn right. So when I said, I need a list of Christmas stuff, you, cause the rest of my kids. Yeah. I look at, I'm like, Oh my God, Dominic and I are like almost the same person. Like with shit that we like, that's nerdy, like D and D stuff, especially mm-hmm. like, you like, I, I used to be really into D and D and him and I like rebotted over that. Like talking about, Oh, what do you do? And blah, blah, blah. And, oh yeah it was a chaotic neutral ranger and shit like that
1: oh shit so
0: i just pretty much buy him shit that i think is cool and it works and then my kids my um my son and my daughter deacon and orchid talk so much about the crazy shit they're into that i know it automatically like they like anime i don't watch these animes but i know every character Mm -hmm. i know who died i know who lived because that's all they talk about. Oh, man. Who was resurrected. in Episode 102, blah, 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 blah. The only thing I halfway understand is when my son talks about Dragon Ball Z. That gotcha. I get. Okay. But I don't like, yeah, I don't get any of the other, like, newer anime stuff. If it's not older or horror-based anime, I don't know anything about it. So they're really into uh, this anime called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And it's the craziest shit I've ever heard. Like, I've never really watched it, but I'm like, good lord. Yeah. To the point, though, I think it's so popular, I'm actually going to put some JoJo stuff up on the website, on the Etsy site. Nice. Um, I had my son helping me pick characters to make stickers out of the other night, so we kind of bonded over that.
2: So there was, if I'm not mistaken, I was reading something recently, and it was uh, kind of pointing out, um, like black characters in anime. Uh huh. And one of them is from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Oh, I had no idea. Um, I couldn't tell you the guy's name because I've never watched right, it. Right, yeah. I, if, if I'm not mistaken, it's on Netflix.
0: I guarantee you if we asked one of those kids, they'd tell us. Oh, yeah. But anyway. But yeah, I told, uh, I told Darius, <clears throat> he has very eccentric tastes. With and everything. Eccentric, I with, mean, expensive.
2: And with everything. He's the kid,
0: you're like, what do you want for Christmas? An iPhone. Like, well, that's not happening. What else do you want? But that's all, he likes his phone, he likes his Xbox, and that's it. He's already got an Xbox, and there's no way in hell I'm getting him the $700 new one. Right. You know, so I, I told him, and it sucks for him, because his birthday is on uh, December 18th. Yeah. Gotcha. So his birthday is right before Christmas. You always get hosed when that happens anyway.
1: <laughs> so anyway,
0: I told him this year, make me a list of stuff you want for Christmas. Every item, it's got to be under 50 bucks. Right. And he looked at me like I slapped him in the face, and I'm like... You got to be shitting me. Come on, man. Right. Anyway, so I yeah, I got to dig deep and uh, deep into my uh, fatherly, uh, what is it, uh, instincts mm-hmm. to find some shit that, that he's actually going to appreciate or enjoy. But um, yeah, that's my... When you have a lot of kids, because I have a total now of 10 children, <laughs> that's crazy when you think about it, but mm-hmm. that's Jasperino's life. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm gearing up for Christmas. I got about, I would say, almost half of my shopping done already. Nice. I've done it mostly online. Nice. Uh, so, you know, um, I haven't really gone shopping, shopping anywhere. I didn't do Black Friday because I had to work.
2: I'm so such I don't know the...
0: I, I don't know that I would have done it anyway,
2: but... Like I am such the last minute. Like, if I'm not buying... You're going
0: to be a Walmart on Christmas Eve.
2: <laughs> the funny thing is, it's always been that. Like, because it's... it's, I'm not the... the gidget and gazmo type dad right i'm I'm the practical dad you need more shoes
0: you're not going for turbo man no (laughs) (laughs)
2: you need more you know you need a better jacket you know stuff like that stuff that is applicable to everyday life and living their moms can grab them all the you know all the like when they were younger don't get me wrong i would get them toys and stuff but as they're getting older nah we're going to get you clothes. And and they're right. badass clothes at that, right. so it, it works out. Checks and balances Damn shit. Damn right. <laughs> no, but I try to make sure that they're always... In
0: fact, you were wearing a hoodie. Uh-huh. I did the step on that. Uh-huh. That's one of the first steps we worked on damn together. Damn right. He's wearing a checks and balance shirt with uh, Macaulay Koken Throw mm-hmm. Kevin McAllister on it. Mm-hmm. He's got the hair dryer in one hand. What's he got in the other one? Uh, I think it's... It's the... Uh,
2: I think it's a hair dryer. I think they are two hair dryers. Oh, two hair dryers. Okay. If I'm not mistaken.
0: But yeah, that's one of the first steps we worked on together. The funny thing is, every time oh, yeah, I, I mean, every time I yeah. wear it,
2: people are always like, "That's a badass sweater. That's a badass sweater." I'm like, "Man, yeah. I appreciate the shit out of this sweater more than most people." Yeah, and do it wasn't can easy to find. separate either. Oh no, oh it God. was. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Right.
0: So anyway, um, I was telling Row the other day two things on that. Like, I, the first thing I said was, when you have seven kids like I did coming up, like all my kids were like two years apart. Oh shit. So starting when I was 18
2: yeah so when you got seven
0: kids just buying socks and underwear my christmas budget for socks and underwear was damn near 200 bucks yeah for sure because you know you just a pack of socks pack of underwear like you know pack mm-hmm. underwear is what 14 bucks or whatever you know yeah i'm looking at 150 200 bucks just in socks and underwear for them kids that they open and go
2: oh it mm-hmm. sucks yo i fucking love new socks new underwear right it's me like- too Man, I'm so appreciative of that shit. It's like, whoo! Just throw
0: that shit in the dryer and then put it on. Oh, oh man. <laughs> the other oh. thing I said was, we were at Walmart the other day looking for something totally not pertaining to Christmas, mm. but you know, they got all the stuff out, the toys and everything, and I was walking by and I was looking at stuff for my granddaughter, mm. who turned four today, by the way. Oh, nice. Happy birthday, Connie. Happy birthday, my, Connie. My granddaughter, it's her birthday, so that's awesome. But we were at Walmart and I was looking at like the little kitty toys and stuff, and mm. I was telling her, oh, man... I really miss this. I miss my kids being young like this because they're all adults now, just about. Um, You know, four of my biological seven are adults and living on their own. Right. And, you know, my second daughter is already having her children. Mm -hmm. And um, I got my two teenagers with me. And then um, Jack, my 12 year old, has moved to Missouri with his mom. So I don't get to see him very much. You know, I talk to him on the phone a lot, but I've, you know, they've been gone for about six months. But they were all out of toys already. Like Jack, from the time he was like 9 or 10, it was all video games and right. you know, kind of done playing with toys. And and at that time, I was like, oh, good, I'm done buying toys for Christmas. This is awesome. But now... like
2: $60 games and shit. Yeah. Going, but a
0: few years later, though, I'm like, man, I really kind of miss going through the toy aisle and, and mm-hmm. just waiting for them to open it. You know, like one year... Because I, I used to, because there were so many of them, I used to, the older ones, anyway I'd get them stuff that all went together. Mm-hmm. Like one year I got them each, one of the Teen Titans. Nice. And then the joint gift was the Titan Tower. Nice. And they lost their shit. Oh my God. Because they all had Teen Titans and now they had the Titan Tower to That's play with. That's badass. You know. One year I bought them all, WWF wrestler action and figures. And then they got a ring and the freaking, the Titan Tron where they came out and it was like, oh, it had the lights and the music shit. and everything on it. And then I bought... Bought two wrestlers also for myself,
1: oh, so man. then we
0: all had two wrestlers each, and we would have battle royals and throwing them out of the <laughs> ring, and doing the entrances. At one point, like I would set the TV up, and like when YouTube was just starting, you could like play your entrances and mm. there, and it like a big screen, and it was, <laughs> dude. It was so because we used to wrestle in the living room too. Like I bought a plastic title belt, oh shit, and we would we would move the furniture and have wrestling matches in the living room because we were really into it. And uh, if, oh, man, don't let somebody leave, like, a refrigerator box out or something. Oh, damn. It's coming home. It's coming home, (laughs) and somebody's going through it. Yeah, (laughs) totally. We used to do that all the time. And now that they're older, and I don't see them as much, you know, and some some of them I just talk to on the phone, Mm -hmm. and and I miss it. Damn right. I miss that shit. And I was telling Ro, like, I really feel like I spent a lot of those years stressed out and pissed off, and I kind of pissed it away. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't appreciate it as much as I could have. And so I just want to tell you guys that are listening, man, if you got younger kids, cherish that shit. Damn right. Because when they get older, and you're starting to get older, and you're starting to notice the gray in your hair, and your teeth are starting to get weak and fall out, and (laughs) you need glasses, and you're like, oh, shit, I'm turning into my dad. My dad. You're going to look back on those years and be like, God, man, I wish I could just
1: a couple of those moments
0: back, Mm -hmm. you know, so... That's uh, my advice for you guys. This PSA has been brought to you by the Seven Hundred Days Podcast and True to Jesus Christ Latter Day Saints.
2: Bing. I'm actually going to Atlanta for Christmas. Oh, to, sweet! To see my oldest. Yeah. So nice. I'm. Uh, I'm super excited about that. That's awesome. Um, and she. I, if I'm not mistaken, she doesn't know I'm coming. Oh, that's even
0: cooler. Yes. It's surprise factor. And I
2: almost said something. I was like, zip your lip. Right shut up
0: (laughs) so on the gift thing Mm -hmm. are we doing a price cap because i don't want you bringing me a rolex and i made you a sticker
2: right (laughs) um we'll figure it out all right you know to be honest it's it's one of those things that i just like thoughtful gifts yeah i do too and i and and i give thoughtful gifts so my thought is if it's don't get me wrong i'm not gonna break the bank no, you know, okay, my, yeah. my bank is already broke. So, <laughs> I would
0: tell you the best gift I ever gave, mm-hmm. and this was three or four years ago. Okay, my oldest daughter. We grew up watching The Crocodile Hunter, mm-hmm. and dude, when The Crocodile Hunter died, my it was like a member of our family died. My daughter was crushed for like weeks. Like she crushed like her dad died. You know what I mean?
2: Damn.
0: And because uh, we grew up on The Croc Hunter, mm-hmm. you know, and I used to run around. Crikey! Crikey! You know. <laughs> What we've got here is the elusive teenager. <laughs> I've got to be very quiet going into her room because if she gets spooked, I'll hear about it for the next week and a half, you know, that kind of <laughs> shit. But my daughter was probably, uh, what was she, nine or ten, I think, when he died, and she would grown up with him, mm-hmm. so she was devastated. Mm-hmm. So I was at the Goodwill, and I found a talking Steve Irwin.
2: Oh, shit. Well, he
0: didn't work. Like, you push the button and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So I took the chance, he was like a dollar fifty. Nice. I bought him and I took the battery out and I put a new battery in. Perfect. Crikey. He said like <laughs> ten different things, like talking Steve Irwin. He was twelve a twelve inch action figure. He's twelve inches tall. Nice. And he talked. My daughter got that and she cried. Yeah, for sure. And then she it was like one of the first things she opened. She's like, This is all I need on your about any of this other stuff. Right. And yeah, to this day that's like one of her favorite things. It cost me a buck 50. But the memories behind it and the meaning behind it, that's what matters with gifting. Damn right. Like don't get that shit twisted, man. You don't need to break your bank on Christmas just to make it meaningful like
2: That's why I tell people, look, give me a give me a memorable gift. You know I already saying? got
0: on my head what you're getting.
2: Sweet. And it's
0: something I own. I'm nice. giving you something of mine, so Nice. Cuz yeah, it it totally just hit me. Anyway. Nice. We're not going to spoil that. Damn right. All right, so we've prattled on for 20 minutes about that. So I just want to say real quick, check us out on social media. We're on Facebook on the 700 Tapes Podcast. We also have a Facebook group under the same name. Check us out on Instagram on the IG tip uh, at 700 Tapes. That is where we are most prominent. Go to our bio on Instagram, and there is a link there that will not only show you everywhere you can listen to us, um, it will also give you a link to our Etsy page. Uh, my etsy page is blowing up right now so don't miss out on it i got a lot of good deals on there nice a lot of prism stickers um a lot of uh like keychains magnets um doohickeys and whatnot all kinds of stuff and there's more stuff coming so uh go check that out uh Keep us going, you know, uh, proceeds, keep my gas running around and all kinds of other shit. and other stuff I do, a lot of it goes right back into making more stickers and shit.
2: Damn right.
0: So check that out. Support us. Um, You can get your 700 Tapes podcast t-shirt on there. Nice. And I just want to let you guys know that we do not charge extra. If you are a 3X or a 4X, fuck that shit. You're going to pay the same as a guy that wears a medium because I've been there and it sucks. Nice. Check us out on Twitter, uh, Jasperino at 700 Tapes. Um, and this is where we come to something else. I need to do maintenance wise. I need to issue an apology for. I have been talking shit about Pandora for a while, Damn. because I, um, you know, I put the uh, uh, request in to have my podcast to have our podcast put on Pandora, mm-hmm. and I never heard back from them. And I'm like, well, fuck that. Spotify's the way to go because we're on Spotify, you know, iTunes, Castbox, SoundCloud, all the places we're at. Everywhere you find your favorite podcast. Ding, ding. Right. So today, for some, I was listening to Pandora because that's where my Christmas music's at, mm-hmm. at work. And I was like, for shits and giggles, I went to the search bar and I typed in 700 tapes. The podcast is there.
2: Nice.
0: So I got to add it to the link tree on Instagram now. But I felt bad. I got, dude, I've been badmouthing Pandora for months and I never even bothered to check. But they never emailed me a, back and, right, and said... Right, right congratulations you're now part of the pandora network whatever blah 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 Mm -hmm. but we are on pandora so if you guys have pandora you can listen to us on that now too nice everything else so pandora if you're listening i humbly apologize okay all right the more you know okay so anyway uh i think that's all i had to cover what do you got going on (laughs) i'm burned Um, out
2: Trying to think, I was thinking of something earlier to say, and I had it. If it comes about, you know, cool, throughout yeah, this podcast, I had a lot of know? shit going
0: on that I've been wanting to talk about, cool. And uh, I always for I need to like make a list, right? And check it twice.
2: I definitely know that, you know, um, excuse me, I was just telling you off air, I didn't know Sean Connery died, you know, yeah. Halloween, like, I didn't realize it was on Halloween,
0: I thought it was just a couple weeks ago. That fucked me up, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, he was dang. old. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, um, oh, yeah. Also, uh, who else do we just lose? Uh, oh, the guy, the original guy in the Darth Vader suit died dang. a couple, like a week ago. Dang! Um, not the guy that they show the Force Ghost of, mm-hmm. and not. Um,
2: so when you, when the when the mask comes off, that guy. Yes. Okay. Um, I, that's the, the only thing I can think of.
0: I don't know if that was the, no. I think that was the actor that they do the Force Ghost, but the guy that did all the walking around. Oh. And stuff, and then they used James Earl Jones's voice because mm-hmm. that guy was English, mm-hmm. and they thought he sounded ridiculous as an Englishman.
2: If I'm not mistaken, I think they only gave him like eight grand.
0: Dang. Yeah. I hope he got some residuals. Hopefully.
2: Oh, and um, I found out today. I, I think yesterday or the day before. Have you seen the movie BAPS? with Bailey. Oh
0: no, I have not. But I know what it is.
2: Um how to be a player you've seen how to be a player yes okay you know the sister in the oh movie? that girl yes she yeah passed. she
0: died yes i saw that last night mm-hmm. um she was also on the tv show which one which one which one Which um one? shit i think it was ah, fuck Damn I it! i don't remember. have my phone
2: in front of me but yes she uh she passed uh, it sucks um, at the same time, they they have left their mark on this world, right? Right. You know, and us being she the cinephiles had, uh, that are, we are, I think are. she had colon cancer. Yes, that's what. It, that's exactly what it was. Craziness. Um, but us being the cinephiles that we are, I feel like we had to at least, you know, yeah, pay homage it. and mention, you know, right. the the people that we have lost in you know the cinematic universe yeah. that we call entertainment. Right. <laughs> Got you. So R.I.P. to those people.
0: All right, cool. But yeah, Sean Connery was my favorite James Bond.
2: Every time I think of Sean Connie, I always think of um, Finding Forrester and Highlander. (laughs) Hell yeah. There can only be one. Um, I'm looking for Grey Pelts. What is the other one? Damn it, damn it, damn it. Um, Not League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, Entrapment. Oh yeah, that was a good movie. That's my movie.
0: Catherine Zeta-Jones. Zeta. Jones. Zeta. <laughs> you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, I think I said this on another podcast way, way back, but uh, I need to give that movie another chance.
2: It's not bad, but it's not good. Right. It's okay. And I liked it, you know, growing up.
0: Yeah, I liked that car they had.
2: Yeah, that that was a, like a, a car that was made for the, the movie itself. Mm-hmm. And it was a bitch to drive. I bet it was. Yeah, because I think it had like two different chassis. It was weird. Dang. Yeah. Super weird.
0: Since we're talking about super weird, let's do a little thing we call... The, the Tale, Tale of the tape, In which I will be reading the back of Die Hard the a VHS tape. This action film is different. Willis is a real guy, not a comic book hero. He's terrific. Die Hard is dynamic. Joe Siegel, Good Morning America. Relentless energy and smashing special effects. Karen James, New York Times. High above LA, terrorists have seized a building, taken hostages, and declared war. But one man has managed to escape detection, an off-duty cop. He's alone, tired, and the only choice anyone has. Bruce Willis stars as New York City detective John McClain, newly arrived in Los Angeles to spend a quiet Christmas with his estranged wife. But while waiting for her Christmas party, while waiting for her Christmas office party to break up, terrorists seize control of the building as hostages are rounded up. McClane slips away and armed with only a service revolver launches his own One Man War 1988 132 minutes Color
1: Yeah Yeah
2: Die motherfucking hard So just so you guys Die harder with a vengeance Just so you guys know Because it's um, a good day to die hard (laughs) We were on the mics Eating ice cream You could live free and die hard too (laughs) And um The ice cream was good the ice cream is good. It's great. You know, so if you, you, you're you going to hear us smacking. That's good shit. Because we were eating ice cream. Yep. You know, it was nice. It was real nice.
0: Because even though it's cold outside, we like to eat ice cream.
2: Let's all go to the snack bar. Let's all Mr. go Burns. to the snack
0: bar. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby.
1: <laughs> anyway. Oh, shit.
0: That was the back of the VHS tape. In case you guys fail to remember, we are a all VHS all the time podcast. Mm-hmm. Every movie we review is viewed on VHS on a real old school VCR. Damn right, right underneath my computer monitor.
2: Mm-hmm. Who knew Mitsubishi? You know, did other things other than cars, right? Huh? <laughs> and refrigerators.
0: I like to call it my spider VCR. Oh,
2: mm,
0: Mitsubishi spider. Remember those?
1: Yeah, damn
2: right. They're
0: pretty cool looking. mm Hmm. I don't know how they ran or anything, but...
1: Well, oh, it
2: wasn't bad.
0: I never heard anything good or bad about them, I guess, but... Mm-hmm. Man, I got bells in my head. That got bells? It must be Christmas time. I'm hearing bells. Speaking yeah. of Christmas time...
2: Jingle bells, bells, jingle I have a very bells. special announcement. Oh, shit.
0: Yeah, we have a commercial sponsor. Oh! Hell yeah, for the first time on the 700 Chase Podcast. Damn. We're going to go ahead and, and hit a commercial here real quick, and we'll be right back with you guys in just a minute. Hello there. I'm international recording star Harry Balsick. You may remember my hit albums such as Frowlin' Sausage Lovers and Meatballs and Other Delights. Are you ready for the holidays? You're not? Well, I've got some good news. I'm here to tell you about a very special Christmas collection CD that you can order now. The 700 Tapes Podcast, your favorite podcast for all occasions proudly presents its first ever collection of Christmas classics, right from their studio to your door. You'll hear holiday favorites like this. VHS tapes in your VCR, fuzzy image on the screen, adjust your tracking with that up and down down It makes the image nice and clean Or who can forget this holiday favorite? I'm dreaming of some new tapes Just like the ones I had back when you can also grab the kitties and sit around the Christmas tree for this children's favorite. I see the snowman had about 3,000 tapes in his mom's basement where he lived all year and he never went on dates. You can also celebrate the joy and reverence of the season with this heart-wrenching classic.
1: Oh, oh. I think
0: my tape is moldy. That's right, we've got all your Christmas favorites, including this one. Be kind, rewind, be kind, rewind, be kind, rewind, be kind, rewind. Make sure to rewind rewind, rewind, those tapes before taking them to the video store. Make sure you rewind those tapes, make sure you rewind those tapes. And who could forget this urban classic?
2: Ah, you gotta be shitting me. It's because I'm black, huh? I gotta do the rap ones? Fuck you, Jasper. Fuck you.
0: And that's not all. If you order now, you'll receive absolutely free as our gift, our Hanukkah CD. Okay, here we go. We watch tapes on Christmas, cause we don't celebrate Christmas, cause we celebrate Hanukkah, and we watch some tapes. In our VCRs and stuff, I really don't know much about Hanukkah, that's why I made this song about two years. And then we watch tapes for eight nights or something. This CD makes a great gift for any family member. My grandson got me this CD for Christmas, and after I listened to it, I was said, Fuck you, you cheap bastard! Do I get my 20 bucks now for the, uh, for the endorsement? Hello? Oh, damn voices in my head again. My mom was going to buy me the new Xbox for Christmas, but I told her I didn't want the new Xbox. I wanted the 700 Taste Podcast Christmas CD with all my favorite Christmas songs on it, because Xbox are for losers. So there you have it, folks. It's Christmas fun for the whole family. Make sure to order now to get it just in time for the holidays. That's P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 90210. Be sure to add a can of Four Loco to get expedited delivery. Send your payment of 19.99.99 dollars to P.O. Box A, Santa Ana, California, 90210. No checks, no money orders, no COD. Cash is preferred. Make sure to add your Four Loco. The 700 Tapes podcast is not liable for any family feuds or injuries acquired while listening to this CD. The CD is fully endorsed by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Wow, there it is. Our very first Christmas sponsor. Damn. <laughs> Be sure and order that tapes, folks. Order that CD.
2: Damn.
0: Right? That was fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. And of course,
0: you got to add that Four loco in there for expedited delivery.
2: Damn right. Right.
0: So, yeah, uh, if you guys didn't know by now, we're doing Die Hard, which we're both excited about. I gotta say, Roman, you caught a little shade over this, us being a little late here. Right. I had uh, people messaging me, when's the Die Hard episode coming out? And I was like, well, Roman postponed. And they're like, God damn it!
2: (laughs) So, shout out to you, you listening motherfucker out there. (laughs) I got your back.
0: Yeah, go go watch Pulp Fiction. It's worth the wait. Yeah, it's gonna be worth the wait. Damn right. Dude, I am so excited for this movie. Hell yes. And then, like, I've been seeing stuff online now where people are like... If Die Hard is a Christmas movie, then so is Lethal Weapon, and I'm like, Nah, fuck you, Nah, right? Fuck Lethal me. Weapon happened around Christmas time. There was a Christmas tree lot, and that was like, It. Like Die you, Hard, you had Christmas music,
2: and Christmas, Christmas tree parties,
0: Christmas party.
2: Like, fuck out of here,
0: Christmas cokeheads, <laughs> fucking retards.
2: Sorry. Yeah. But not sorry.
0: Right. How many times have you seen Die Hard?
2: Uh, I don't know. I can't say that. I don't know. I've seen it enough. Right. You know, like, but it's it's one of those movies where I always catch it, like, in the middle somewhere.
0: Right. But, yeah, it's one of those movies also, though, where you can catch it at any point and it's still good. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I I've easily seen Die Hard maybe twenty times. Yeah. Enough times that I, it's one of those movies when you watch it that you go, Oh, I saw this part. I saw this part. Right. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Listen. 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 So, um, my son and daughter, Deacon and Orchid, actually watched this movie with me. And neither one of them had seen it before. Oh shit! And yeah, they thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I kind of had to force them to watch it with me. Mm-hmm. But like, literally half an hour in, they're like, Whoa!
2: <laughs> so the funniest part of this this shit for me was. I was like, that's Carl Winslow.
0: Right. He's playing a cop. It's so funny. Through the whole, uh, <laughs> all my notes say Carl. I don't ever call him. I don't ever call him by the name.
2: What was it? Like, I Lee?
0: I think it's Al. Or yeah, that is. Gina, is it Al? It's yeah. Al.
2: I was going to say clay, but that's and don't him. forget
0: the. Uh, well, we're jumping ahead of ourselves, with the principal from uh, yes. Breakfast Club.
2: Mess with the bull, and, you get the horn. And horns. he's just as big
0: an asshole in this movie and a big an idiot as he was in the
2: Breakfast Club. Like he's club. the same guy. I got you, with
0: the horn. Right. I got you. Five weeks. I got you. <laughs> Are you done? No. Next week. No. And then two the, weeks.
2: <laughs> the FBI guy is a dude from the Goonies.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Yep, uh, Johnson. The other one. The other one. Yo, on the phone, I was dying. Uh, uh, I was
2: like, he said, Black Johnson. Right. Uh, <laughs> he said, no, the other one. That's so funny. No relation. No relation.
0: <laughs> and that was also a play on Johnson and Johnson. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> eh? Eh? eh?
2: Eh? It's funny. <laughs> Uncle Ruckus, no relation. <laughs> Uncle Ruckus! <laughs>
0: <laughs> you knew that was coming.
2: Of course.
0: All right, let's go ahead and check out the trailer for this movie so we can start talking about who's in it before we get too far ahead of ourselves.
1: Easy does it. The tree will get trimmed, the dinner will get cooked, and the gifts will get wrapped if you take your time instead of a drink or drugs. Remember, easy does it.
0: A Christmas gift from Radio Shack.
2: Before Christmas, they claimed they were bored. But then I found Radio Shack's incredible selection of electronic games. He's
1: rescuing the fair maiden with the Kingman game. She's exploring dangerous new worlds with Zachman, and with the Alien Chase game, he can do space battle with an opponent or by himself.
0: He can play with <laughs> himself.
1: more gifts if anyone's bored. I won!
0: Fascinating electronic games from seven ninety five to fifty nine ninety five only at Radio Shack.
1: It's a world of celebration, of stockings hung in expectation of winking lights and wintry wonderland. Eminem. Moms and Santas know
0: the reason M&M's melt in your
1: mouth, not in your hand. All the world loves M&M's. They're a world of pure milk chocolate joy. All the world loves M&M's. They're neat to eat, fun to share. A part of Christmas everywhere. They go hand in hand with fun for everyone.
2: All the world loves M&M's.
1: They're a world... Milk
0: chocolate joy. All the world loves M&M's They go hand in hand with fun for everyone. M&M's chocolate candies. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth,
2: not in your hand. <laughs>
1: It's Christmas Eve in L.A. California. Is Daddy coming home with you? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do,
0: okay? And New York cop John McLean has come to see his
2: wife. I missed you. Instead, he's going to have to save her. Sit down.
0: Within this skyscraper high above the city, 12 terrorists have declared war. They're about to be told a lesson in the real of power they're as brilliant
1: because i am interested in the 640 million dollars in your vault. as they are ruthless but i'm telling you you're just gonna have to kill me
0: okay we do it the hard way now the last thing mclean wants
1: think damn it think
0: is to be a hero
1: Where's Howie? Where?
2: but he doesn't have a choice what does he think he's doing <laughs>
1: God. They have already killed one hostage. This channel is reserved for emergency calls only. Lady, we sound like a He's inside. Who is he? Who are you then? You are most troublesome for a security guard. Yeah. Sorry, wrong guess, huh? Would you like to with double jeopardy? Do you really think you have a chance against us, a mystic cowboy? guy
2: from anybody down hey pal how you feeling the whole thing's being equal I'd rather be in Philadelphia
1: I want you have it. only John can drive somebody that crazy <laughs> he's an easy guy to
2: like come out to the coast we'll get together have a few laughs
1: and a hard man to
2: kill Bruce Willis, Die Hard. Got invited to the Christmas party by mistake.
0: Who knew? Not only is this one of the greatest action movies of all time, but that has to be one of the greatest like trailers of all time. Like... It,
2: that, the trailer was what five minutes long?
0: No, just well, no, it's a couple minutes, like two something. Well, this trailer says it's a minute twenty-eight, but,
2: but that definitely was not no fucking. Yeah, you know,
0: I think the one that I used was like two, two something, gotcha. two thirty maybe, and then I had all the other stuff in front of it.
2: So. And I feel like it had, it has enough, but it doesn't give it away.
0: Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. Like it actually tells you almost the entire story, but it doesn't give a lot of shit away. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. It's funny, because this is a Christmas movie. It happens during Christmas, but it was a summer blockbuster. It was released July 20th, 1988. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I I didn't know that. I didn't remember, because I didn't see this. This is one of the movies I didn't see in the theater. It's Christmas in July. Right? I never got to see it for whatever reason. <laughs> but it's a two-hour and 12-minute movie, and it does not seem like it.
2: Oh, no. This is a fucking... It, it is It is a train ride, you know, the... From beginning from, to finish. yes.
0: And, yeah, like I was saying before, it's like one of those movies where you've seen it and you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. That whole scene where he's talking to the guy in the plane in the beginning, he's like, just take your shoes off and rub them in the carpet. I'm like, no, don't do it. And my son's like, what? I'm like, just watch. Just watch. He's, he's going like, to be sorry he took his shoes
2: off. <laughs> he's like, you take your shoes off and he's like, you make your toes curl up like a fist or right. something like that. Look, he was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because I was like, what the fuck? He said, I mean, you make fists with your feet. Right. I was like, I'm going to try that next time I get on the airplane and get <laughs>
0: off. Uh-huh. So this movie stars Bruce Willis, uh, Bonnie Bedelia, that's his wife Holly. I think it's funny, it's like a christmas theme movie and his wife's name is Holly. Right. Have a holly jolly Christmas. Reginald Vell Johnson, good old Sergeant Al Powell. We know him as Uncle Carl. <laughs> Carl Winslow. If you guys didn't know from uh, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. He was in that, too, was
2: he? That's what I was like. Yeah, he was a cop. Winslow.
0: Um, Devorah White, who was uh, Argyle, which I know he's been in another shit, but I can't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, he was pretty cool. Um, Alan Rickman, of course, as Hans, Hans Gruber. Gruber. That come was on. my... Uh, R.I.P. That was my Alan Rickman uh, impression at the beginning of the podcast. The 700 Dips podcast, for God's sakes. <laughs> by Gunther's Hammer. I will avenge you. <laughs> you know what that's from? Oh, come on. Please.
1: Uh,
2: oh, wait, 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 oh, come wait, on, come wait, on, come on, wait,
0: wait, on. wait. You gotta know, you
2: gotta know. I'm gonna go with Three Musketeers. Oh, shit. Are you fucking with me? No, no, no. That's all I had. Oh. Go with it.
0: Galaxy Quest. Oh! Have you seen Galaxy? Yes, so I've seen Because
2: oh. he's he plays the whatchamacallit and the uh,
0: alien dude.
2: And then he plays um Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's the he's the Oh was he? The white robot that's always oh, walking around talking shit the whole time. That's, that's, that's
0: funny. Him. He was also uh, you know, Harry Potter. Mm? Harry Potter. What was his name? Snape. Snape? Uh, what was his first name? Sybarus. Oh sure. fucking know. Slytherin, I don't know. You know, he was House of Slytherin. S- yep. Snape, he was pretty badass. Mm-hmm. One of the only people I liked in those Harry Potter movies. I've never watched an entire Harry Potter movie all the way through. What? No. Nah. Seen bits and pieces. There's like
2: seven of them bitches.
0: I know. That's what? why. I, uh, I don't know. They what were. You, they were. You, I always thought they were boring.
2: I was gonna say, what you got against Harry Potter? It's boring. Oh. Really? Yeah. Damn.
0: And then I watched them once Helena Bonham Carter showed up. I watched more of those ones. Okay. Because I like her. Anyway, um, yeah, Alan Rickman. He was also Metatron, the voice of God, in Dogma.
1: Hmm.
0: Been in so much stuff. He's so good. He was the sheriff of Nottingham in the Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Definitely. So good. So um, there's a couple of other terrorists here that I want to talk about. Um, Al Leong is in this movie.
2: Look, that's the... He's always like the B actor. He's
0: always the henchman with the machine gun. And the mustache. He's the Asian dude with long hair, but he's balding on top. And he's in every 80s action movie. Mm -hmm. Um, There's another guy. Oh, the guy, Robert Davi. He's the guy from Goonies. Mm -hmm. He's Big Johnson. It's funny because the black guy was little Johnson. (laughs) But um, there was, okay. So I even fucked this up in the notes because I make the notes before I look at the IMDb. Mm -hmm. And I swear to God. Let me find the actor here. I think it's Paul Gleason. Um, it, no, Paul Gleason is uh, the chief, but he was also the uh, principal in uh, Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been. I think he was in. Was he in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Uh, I, I always remember.
2: get I always get them mixed up, but I don't think it is.
0: I'm kind of stalling because I'm I'm kind of going through here. Oh, and then William Atherton, who was the asshole reporter. Mm -hmm. was also an asshole reporter in Ghostbusters. Or he was the city something or another. He was an asshole in Ghostbusters, too. I don't remember exactly what he was. But um, there's one guy in particular that I'm looking for because I fucked this up. Oh, Dennis Hayden. That's who it is. Dennis Hayden is the guy that plays, like, the security guard dude Mm -hmm. that gets shot in the head at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. I swear to God, I was like... Saturday years old when I realized that was not fucking Huey Lewis.
2: Go to Huey Lewis. Let me. I gotta see him,
0: dude. I swear to God, all these years, I thought that guy was Huey Lewis from Huey Lewis in the News. You know, it's hip to be square. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Huey Lewis. Let me pull him up for you.
2: He's right there,
0: dude. Hang on. Tell me that doesn't look like Huey Lewis. For sure. Dude, I totally, all these years, thought it was Huey Lewis. For sure. And if you guys know who Huey Lewis and the News is, shame on you. Because I'm happy to be stuck with you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I see what you did there. Yes,
0: it's true. <laughs> I'm so happy to be stuck with you. Anywho. Um, die Hard. Um, grossed. Let me get down there real quick real quick uh 28 million dollars was the budget Dude, holy shit opening weekend 601 million dollars million balls. what the fuck that's crazy opening weekend is that right no
2: it has to be wrong
0: there's something wrong there. Yep, that's because all I the, I the cumulative you. worldwide was 141 mm-hmm.
2: which I, is still pretty damn good. I promise you, I was thinking the same thing. Like nah. Gross
0: USA, okay, let's retract that real quick. We'll rewind it.
1: Okay,
0: the budget on this movie is $28 million. The gross USA was $83 million. And the cumulative worldwide gross was 141 I would safely call this a fucking blockbuster.
2: Hence why there's seven of these bitches. Right. It,
0: they left something off on that opening weekend, because that's like $601,000. I promise
2: you. That's why that I like, can't be right. I promise you the whole time I was looking, like, Because no. everybody was going to see
0: this movie.
2: That, and you have to think, it would be one of the top grossing movies ever.
0: Right. Craziness. Anyway, it's a hell of a movie, and it's awesome, and I hope you guys have seen it. It spawned, but if not,
2: it spawned what, four sequels or five sequels? Or
0: Let's see. Okay, let's go through it. We had Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Mm-hmm. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good day to Die Hard. Okay, and Live, live free, free or Die, die Hard. hard. Okay. That's five.
2: Fat. So yeah, four. It's yeah. Four, four sequels. Four. four sequels, and they're all and they're all good. Like they, I liked all of them. They they get they up. But to they Annie. got so
0: outlandish. Yes. But I still liked it because it's still John McClane. He's still making the smart ass comments, talking to himself. What are you doing, John? What are you doing?
2: <laughs> now, now it's with his kids and shit.
0: Yeah, and the one, it's his daughter from the first movie. She's grown up now, and mm-hmm. she's in trouble. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, come out to the coast. We'll have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Have you seen where people took that picture of him in the in the air thing and made Christmas ornaments out of it?
2: Oh, no, I didn't. They
0: take that picture, and then they glue it on the front of like a silver box so it looks and they make a christmas horror. Movie. it's actually really really cool
2: coming to you on the etsy store
0: right <laughs> i'm not gonna lie anyway actually do check out the etsy store because right now i got up some uh refrigerator magnets that are vhs covers of christmas horror movies they make great gifts for any horror fan on your list
2: nice go
0: order one they're very affordably priced and they're pretty kick-ass is that like Black Christmas, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Christmas Evil, and Do Not Open Till Christmas is on there? Damn, so check it out. Anyway, the fictional Nakatomi Plaza is the headquarters of 20th Century Fox. The company charged itself rent for the use of the then unfinished building.
2: That's badass, right? I think like I think that's super cool.
0: Absolutely. Bruce Willis received a then-unheard-of $5 million fee, which was approved by Fox President Rupert Murdoch. $5 million. All right. He gets that for walking on the set now. Right.
2: Like, <laughs> that is a drop in the bucket. This is
0: great. The costume department had 17 undershirts in various stages of degradation on hand for Bruce Willis. <laughs> Damn. Because at one point, I told Deacon when we were watching it, because it was just all black. Mm -hmm. I remember it was white at the beginning of the movie. He's like, I know, it's gross. (laughs) Now it's on his foot. Right. Right. Oh, my God. That's the the most painful part of the movie for me, is when he's dragging himself through the door and his feet are all fucked up. Oh, my God. Mm. This was the feature film and Hollywood debut of Alan Rickman, who had previously only appeared on stage and on British television. Rickman was 41 at the time. As such, he was nervous about how his first Hollywood role would go over... But his outstanding success success as Hans Gruber secured a lucrative career in American film. Nice. As we've already talked about. Nice. Good in everything he was ever in. Fucking awesome. Um, So the scene where Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman meet up was unrehearsed to create a greater feeling of spontaneity between the two actors. That's pretty cool. All right. I liked how he was totally acting like, oh, my God, don't shoot me. You're one of them, aren't you? You're one of them. (laughs) So funny. Uh, The scene where McLean falls down a shaft was a mistake by the stuntman who was supposed to grab the first vent as it originally was planned. He slipped and continued to fall, but the shot was used anyway and was edited together with one where McLean grabs the next vent down as he falls. That was... When we got to that part of the movie, my daughter was like, this movie's just all anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I'm so anxious right now. Oh, shit. Uh, It's so funny. Um, in the spring of 1987, producer Joel Silver and director John McTiernan attended a performance of the play Dangerous Liaisons in which Alan Rickman played the evil Vicomte de Valmont. Immediately, Silver and McTiernan realized they had found Hans Gruber. Nice. It's pretty cool. Uh, when the police dispatcher tells Sergeant Powell to investigate the Nakatomi building, she tells him it is a code 2. This refers to an urgent incident where sirens are not to be used. Nice. Which explains why he pulled up without sirens, mm-hmm. and he knows the fuck out of a Twinkie recipe. Right. He knows all the ingredients. Right. Much of the script was improvised due to the constant screenplay tweaks that were being made during filming. It's pretty cool. In 2007, Bruce Willis donated John McClane's undershirt to the Smithsonian Museum. That's cool. And they washed it. <laughs> I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, it smelled. It smells like
2: <coughs> fake blood and real
0: sweat. Bruce Willis's favorite role has always been John McClane, and rightfully so. I was talking to my kids about this. I was like, "This was really Bruce Willis's first movie
1: because
0: mm-hmm. before this, he was a TV star. He was in Moonlighting with Cybill mm-hmm. uh, Shepherd, and then he did this, and it was just a breakout. Like he was like the, the fucking guy. action guy now, yeah." Alan Rickman nearly passed up the role of Hans Gruber, which ended up being his first film role. He had only arrived in Hollywood two days earlier and was appalled by the idea of his first role being the villain in an action film. To a degree, Rickman was right to be concerned considering his performance as Hans Gruber was so hailed that the actor had to struggle being typecast as a player of villains for much of his career. Makes sense. But he was so good. I love uh I love him in Robin Hood, Prince mm-hmm. of Thieves because his cousin is top Dollar Make you Hollow.
2: <laughs> it definitely is. <laughs> and then there's that whole part
0: where he's like, I'm going to cut his heart out with a spoon. He's like, Why a spoon, cousin? He's like, Because it's dull, you idiot, it'll hurt more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. And that first shot of him, we're not even doing Robin Hood right now, but that first shot of, him on the, uh, shot of him on the horse and the fire's behind him and he slowly takes that mask off his face. It's so fucking sinister. It's awesome. The line, Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker, is used in all five Die Hard movies. Um, I was going to try and skip the list of movies, but in a Die hard, Live Free or Die Hard, although a gunshot masked the fucker part because it was PG-13. <laughs> <laughs> It's heard in the unrated version, though. Um, it also translates in Urdu to "here, eat this." The line was voted as number six, number ninety-six of the hundred greatest movie lines of all time by Premiere in two thousand
2: and seven. I would assume top one is Hasta la vista,
0: baby." Right, or it could be "Frankly, my dear." I don't give a damn.
2: I'll be back. I'll be back. Or maybe. Hello, Clarice. Hello. He doesn't say I that. Know. I know. I had, I had <laughs> You're conversation. the one that told me that, I think. I had a conversation with someone the other day. They're like, he does. I was like, no. You must think Han shoots first, too, huh?
0: Oh. <laughs> Han did shoot <you> first. <laughs> no.
2: Anyway. I mean, Guido shoots first. You know, You know. whatever the thing is, yes. Han shoots first, for sure. Right.
0: While making this film, cinematographer Jean de Bont got trapped in a lift. His la- the. Uh, this later gave him the inspiration for the opening scene of *Speed*, which he directed. Oh my
2: gosh, that fucking t-
0: t- that t- t- two-minute t- t- fucking going, elevator oh my scene gosh. with the credits. I'm like, uh, fuck this
2: elevator shaft. This movie happens on a fucking bus, and we're stuck in an elevator. And we're stuck shaft. in an elevator,
0: right? Fuck, man. <laughs> Clint Eastwood originally owned the rights to the novel, Nothing Lasts Forever, on which the film is based, and planned to star in the film around the early 1980s. Got a problem with that? You got a problem with that, punk? Punk. Do you feel lucky? (laughs) Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I turned into Jack Nicholson for some reason. Everybody becomes Jack eventually. (laughs) Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, As in the film, Reginald Vell Johnson did not meet Bruce Willis until the end of the movie. That's pretty cool.
2: All right.
0: Um, Near the end of the film, Hans Gruber mocks John McClane by saying that the conflict Wouldn't end like an American Western with Grace Kelly riding off into the sunset with John Wayne. McLean corrects him and says he means Gary Cooper. The film referenced is High Noon, 1952. Another action movie about a lone hero having to defeat a large group of enemies while being vastly outnumbered. Hmm. Pretty cool. Uh, The bridge shown in Takagi's office is a work by Frank Lloyd Wright for the Bay Area in 1949. That's badass. It was pretty cool. Good old Frank Lloyd Wright. I don't know if you guys know this little tidbit. If you don't live in Arizona, we have our very own Frank Lloyd Wright Boulevard.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. little
0: tidbit. Take it with you. Mm-hmm. Digest it.
2: Mm-hmm. Live free, die hard. That's right.
0: <laughs> the office interiors were designed to resemble Falling Water, a house designed by architect Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm. Look at that. Roger Ebert was one of the few critics to give this a negative review. The main reason he did this was because he hated the character Chief Dwayne Robinson. <laughs> he said the character was unnecessary, useless, dumb, and he prevented the movie from working. He did like the sequels and later changed his opinion.
2: I believe him. Dude, I, I
0: hated that guy with passion, man. too. But I liked it because he got made to look like an idiot through the whole movie.
2: I was hoping that, you know, <coughs> he was going to be the bull that met the horns right (laughs) like uh, he's like bender (laughs) like when
0: johnson and johnson showed up and and the one johnson goes when we uh when we take some of your men we'll try to let you know (laughs) that's funny um bruce willis took the role of john mcclain after it had been turned down by robert de niro willis had just been turned down to play the charles groden role opposite de niro in midnight run Coincidentally, both films opened the same weekend. Oh, dun dun dun! Damn, it brought it around town. Damn, Chief uh, Deputy Chief Robinson says that John McLean Bruce Willis could be a fucking bartender for all we know. Because of McLean's claim to be able to spot a phony ID prior to becoming a well-known actor, Willis was a bartender. That's funny. I can totally see that. Oh. <laughs> um. Bruce Willis is left-handed, therefore John McClane is portrayed as being left-handed. The Beretta 92F used in the film was modified to better accommodate Willis being a southpaw. That's pretty cool. All right. Beretta. The LABD police officer who gives attention medical attention to Sergeant Powell following his car being shot up is act, actor Anthony Peck, who also plays NYPD detective Ricky Walsh in Die Hard with a Vengeance.
1: All
2: right. Pretty
0: cool. The character of Hans Gruber is rumored to be based on author Roderick Thorpe's father, a known tyrant among friends and family. Damn. How horrible. Uh, John McTiernan, the director, turned the script down several times. He felt it was a nasty piece of work. When he finally was persuaded to take on the assignment, he was able to lighten some of the film's darker edges. Christmas. Christmas. christmas (laughs) christmas
2: <laughs> it's like let's give it a christmas vibe
0: dude and i really because the, the little bit of comedy and stuff and it really worked like mm-hmm. i don't think anybody else but bruce willis could have pulled this movie off right because he's so like mm-hmm. like yeah, come down to the coast it'll be fun <laughs> Although I could almost see De Niro doing that, but I can't see De Niro being that physical. Neither can I. Like you think about De Niro, he's like, I'm just gonna shoot you, like, or beat you up, or that's like you
2: know. fucking John Travolta, you know, being a fat guy trying to do all this shit, right? Like whatever that with Paris with Love or some shit like that.
0: I love that movie yeah. from Paris with Love. Yeah
2: fucking love that movie where he's bald yeah. head yes oh my gosh i was like
0: the other one i like that i have on vhs that we're going to cover is broken arrow with christian slater it's not bad it's, it's not a bad movie. movie i like it it's so dated mm-hmm. it's so 90s oh, it is, but that's what's gonna be so cool it about so it. christian slater christians Slater, dude <laughs> is that, that christian slater dude christian Slater, dude <laughs> stop trying to be funny <laughs> at 131 minutes this is the longest Hard movie damn which is weird because I thought um, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance seemed really long to me. Mm-hmm. That was one with Samuel L. Jackson.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like maybe it's because of how it's paced out. I don't know.
0: I think it's because it happens in so many dif- different places. Right. Maybe that's why. Um, each scene, or each film in the Die Hard series contains a key scene involving an elevator. All right. Bruce Willis admitted he still gets squeamish whenever he sees the part where his character pulls glass shards out of his foot. Yeah, yeah. so do we, Bruce. Thanks.
2: Definitely, because you're like...
0: Right. When uh, Ellis meets with Gruber, Carl can be seen pouring Ellis a glass of Coca-Cola. This is most likely because Ellis, who had been snorting cocaine throughout the film, asked them if they had any Coke, which they mistook as his meaning soda. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs>
2: that's
0: funny because in my notes i call him uh Cokehead ellis the coke snorting asshole <laughs> as the movie oh uh oh in the edited for tv version john mcclain's famous line was changed to yippee-ki-yay melon farmer
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's believable
1: oh
0: yippee-ki-yay melon farmer <laughs> he could have at least been like Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Trucker. Right. Uh, Father Mucker. Right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: frickin' Frick. <laughs> you frickin' oh, Frack. that is funny. That's funny. Melon Farmer. Oh, God. Okay, I, you know what? I think uh, that's a good place to leave it. Other than Sam Neill turned down the role of Hans Gruber.
2: I can see that. I can see Sam Neill being...
0: I could totally see Sam Neill doing it. And he'd be like, when he's falling, he's like, I don't need
2: any... Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: Hans Gruber was also the name of an adversary in Our Man Flint, 1966, with James Colburn Oh, he's right. You ever seen those movies? Never. Oh man, Our Man Flint. That was like the like a poor man's James Bond, but it was like really, really cool.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: And it was weird because James Coburn was usually in westerns, so seeing him like in the tux and everything, like a spy, was really weird. But it was just, it was just like James Bond. It was if you've seen any James Bond movie, you've seen Army and Flint. Nice. So anyway, all right. I think that's that. Let's go ahead and get to some movie in here. I'm gonna put my specs on so I can read. So
2: spectacles.
0: I am watching this from the Die Hard trilogy pack, triple oh, pack. Oh shit. So, it has uh, Die Hard, Die Hard 2, and Die Hard with a Vengeance in it. So, these were special edition VHSs. So, there are no previews of any kind. It just goes right into the movie, which is pretty cool. Nice. So, the credits are running with a plane landing. And um, John McClane is on the plane, of course. John McClane is on the plane in the rain, Mm -hmm. trying to stay sane. Mm -hmm. And you can tell he does not like flying. And then he tells somebody he doesn't like flying, and then he's talking to the guy next to him, and that's when the guy's like, "Take off your shoes and socks, and rub your toes into the carpet, and you'll feel better."
2: He said, "Make fist with your
0: feet." Make fist with your feet, yeah, just like that, yeah, like that. You make (laughs) fist with your feet. Here, let me get you some beans to crush up in those toes. Oh wait, okay. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, so the guy see oh, cause the guy's like uh, I've been doing this for eleven years and it's never failed me. Oh
2: he no, said nine.
0: Was it in the, oh nine years? John was eleven years. There you go. So then he gets up. John McClane gets up and he's taking his bags out and the guy sees his gun and kind of freaks out. And he goes, "It's okay, I'm a cop. I've been doing, I've been this, doing 11 this eleven years. years. Mm-hmm. So you lick my whole asshole. If you don't like <laughs> it." <laughs> So then it's all die hard real big. So then uh, Bruce Willis is a chain smoker because he's smoking at the airport. And I was just thinking about how much he smoked in Last Boy Scout. Yes. And now he's smoking in this movie. And cigarettes are important because the first terrorist he he kills, he searches him for cigarettes. Pats (laughs) him down. He's like, shit. Yeah, yeah, cigarettes. So then we cut to the Nakatomi Tower. Where uh, the Christmas party is in full swing, and Mr. Nagati or Takanaki or whatever his name is comes out and he's making his speech and he's like, "We had a great year and here's to another good one, yeah." So then, um, Ellis the asshole uh, is hitting on Holly, the the coke snorting asshole <laughs> is hitting on Holly, and we find out that Holly is John McLean's wife, and he's like, "Come on, babe." He, this is your like stereotypical eighties yuppie fucking asshole American psycho type Yo, just go with the flow, man. I'm on Coke. I make a lot of money. I got nothing else to blow it on. I got a penthouse. You know kinda of, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Your total like eighties like stockbroker type dude. <clears throat> so then Holly's like pretty much shuts him down. She's like, Bye, Felicia. And then um so then Holly calls home and talks to her daughter, and her daughter's like, "Is Daddy coming home?" And she's like, "Oh, I'll see you. You know what me and Santa Claus can do." And then she talks now. Another stereotype, the stereotypical uh, Mexican housekeeper maid. Oh my gosh! Who barely speaks English. Oh goodness! And she's like, "Hello, Mrs. McLean. I could get the I could get the room ready for your husband when he get here, and I made some tamales and." Oh, uh, I'd like to have my uh money soon so I can send it to my kids in El Salvador if that's okay with you. <laughs> she didn't say all that, but she did say that John hadn't called, and um Holly gets kind of pissed off, and there's a picture at her desk. This is important for later mm-hmm. there's a picture of her desk, like all the kids and everything, but there's a family picture. With her and John with the kids, and she slams that face down because she's mad, mm-hmm. and it's a good thing she did. Good, Very you'll find good. out later. Baby. So then, um, she uh, after she talks to her, uh, we're cut back to John at the airport, where he comes across uh, our limo driver Argyle, Argyle, who's holding a sign, Jay McLean. He's like, "I'm John McLean," and so, to Naki guy the head of the Nakatomi thing had sent a limo for him to bring him to the Christmas party because his wife, Holly is like the second in command there. Mm -hmm. She's like very highly respected. So he wants to take care of her and her family, which I thought was kind of cool.
2: So if I'm not mistaken, he was sent the invite on accident, right?
0: That's what he said, but I don't ever, I don't know because the guy sent a limo for him. How could that be an accident?
2: No, I, I, so what I took from it was he did it without her knowing Oh, that's right. So it was like, I think so it was supposed it to be like a surprise. Like a surprise! Because she was like, I, you know, before I knew it, you were already here. Because
0: they do do a lot of talking about um, how she gave up a lot for this career. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she was just talking to the maid about where he was going to stay when he got there. So oh. she knew he was coming. Got it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Maybe there was something cut out of the movie we didn't see. Gotcha. Or something like that. I don't know. So um Argyle picks him up, and they're driving in the limo, and he's like, I never rode in a limo before. Oh, I know good. Argyle goes, this is my first day driving a limo. He goes, oh, good. It's my first day riding in one. <laughs> so then he sits up front, and he puts the, because he's carrying a giant teddy bear, he puts that in back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was pretty funny. So then they're kind of talking back and forth, and Argyle's trying to be friendly, but kind of trying to get some information out of him. <clears throat> and this is when he find out that him and his wife were separated because of the job. Right. Because she was moving up really fast, and she had to move to L.A., and then he was a cop in New York. He couldn't just pull up and leave because he had all kind of like 15 open cases and blah, blah, blah. 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 So then was like trying to get personal with him, and he's like, can you just drive the car? So he's like, "Can we listen to some Christmas music?" He's like, "Sure." Run, motherfucking DMC, Christmas in Hollis, <laughs> which you would have heard more of if Roman would have cooperated with me during my uh, during my commercial.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. That was so much fun to record. Anyway, so now. Um, Bruce gets dropped off in front of the Nakatomi building because Argyle's like, you got a place to stay? He's like, I don't know you. He goes, tell you what, I'm going to go pull in the parking garage. I'm going to wait for you. You can call me on the car phone, Mm -hmm. which was an actual car car phone, phone, Mm -hmm. a phone in the car Mm -hmm. because there weren't any cell phones in 1988. And he's like, give me a call. Let me know what's going on. He's like, okay, cool. He goes, I'll keep your bag, so just in case it doesn't work out. He's like, oh, man, what a guy. He's like, remember when it's tip time? (laughs) So, John signs at the front desk and realizes that uh, because he can't find Holly McLean on there, so he realizes she's using her maiden name and he's like, oh, that fucking sucks. It's like Giacomo or something like that. So then the. Gennaro. Gennaro, that's it. So then uh, the security guard tells him that the party's on the 30th floor and they're the only people in the building and that it's still under construction, which is also important. So then John walks into the Christmas party and looks around. He's kind of looking uncomfortable because everybody's dressed really nice and he's just kind of dressed like a, an undercover cop. <laughs> 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 and uh, he meets Mr. Tagati and finds out. That's when the, he talks about the building still being under construction. Mm-hmm. And then he takes him into Holly's office to wait for him. And the fucking Ellis, the fucking Snoop, coke-snorting asshole. <laughs> that's a Christmas song. Ellis the snow I can't say it Ellis the coke Snorting asshole (laughs) Did a lot of Fucking coke
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit
0: So anyway They walk in He's fucking sitting At her desk Doing a bump (laughs) <laughs> and gets caught. And he's nah, like, oh, yeah, I was just on the desk here. I dropped my sugar in there. You know, no, nah,
2: he wasn't. He area. was doing a line. It definitely wasn't a bump. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was doing, oh, my God. He
0: was definitely not doing a bump. Right. So then um, they're like, Holly's downstairs. She'll be up in a minute. So then they're kind of talking, and Holly comes in.
2: McLean's like, you missed something.
0: Right. <laughs> and they're all uh, awkward. Yeah, and John knows what's going on right away because he's a cop. But then the conversation's all awkward, and then Ellis is like, ha. Did she tell you about her watch?
2: (laughs) Which is important.
0: It is important. (laughs) She's like, oh, it's nothing really. He goes, oh, just a little token of our appreciation. Like, he had anything to do with it. Like, it was his money. Right. He's like, it's a
2: Rolex. (laughs) Uh, You know.
0: (laughs) Okay, do some more coke. So, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) so then you can tell like him and holly are kind of on rocky ground because they're really awkward and then they cut to the big truck scene with the big truck kind of pulling around Mm. and you're like oh i wonder if that has a bunch of terrorists in it and then we cut back to john in the washroom and now he's only got his wife beater on he doesn't have any shoes on and um they're kind of going back and forth and um he doesn't wear shoes for the rest of the movie.
2: Look, the rest of the movie. Oh my god! Because he's sitting right there. Remember, he's doing the ball. Yeah, he's doing the, right. the fist technique.
0: So then, um, him and Holly are kind of talking, and they they trying to start getting in an argument, kind of. And then these two horny people burst through the door, like making out. And uh, don't worry, we'll see them again later. And I, when I mean them, I mean them. Um, <laughs> then they're like, "Oh, sorry, we'll <laughs> go get laid somewhere else." Like, come on. <laughs> Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> so then um they start kind of arguing again and then her assistant comes in and she's like oh, they need you out here they need you to make a speech she's like okay and he's like i'll be right out so then they show the big truck again and it's very foreboding and they're playing the music dun 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 and this is coming like they're totally telling you something's up with this big truck so then uh, it stops, and Hans Gruber and all his terrorist dudes get out of it, and they're walking looking all cool. And then they kill the security guard, and uh, Huey Lewis, who's not Huey Lewis,
1: takes <laughs> over as the security
0: guard. And then the other dude is hacking the security system, and um, then the long-haired, blonde, angry guy that's angry through the whole movie uh, kills the other security guard. And then... Um, we get the badass terrorist load out of the truck that I was just talking about. Because um, I guess those two guys got out first. I was wrong. Uh, those, it was just those two guys. And then after the security guards are down, we do the badass terrorist load out of the truck. And um, the ha- the hacker starts locking down the building. Like, all the little things are shutting.
2: Uh, well, he was talking. So, the hacker's like... Uh... Be- before he shoots the guy, remember, he's like, oh, yeah, and Magic goes for the score. And oh, then, right. <coughs> Bam. Oh, like, oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> I
0: even I'm embarrassed because I wrote on my notes, Huey goddamn Lewis. <laughs> I seriously still thought it was Huey Lewis. It's so crazy. <laughs> so then he's filling in for the security guard. And then they're very, you can tell they're very well organized because they got all this shit down. Everybody knows exactly what they're doing the minute they walk into that building. Um, and there's a bunch of German guys with them. I think, I don't think they're all German. I know Al Leong is not German, but most of them are German. <laughs> right. And then, so the one German guy who's the brother of the long haired, angry German guy is hacking the phone systems, like rerouting the phones. Mm-hmm. And then his brother comes over and he's taking too long, so he just starts
2: hitting him with a chainsaw. Fucking
0: chainsawing through all the phone wires before he could get them all hooked up. But then he got them hooked up on time. So then, um, we shoot back to John Who's now They're showing his bare feet And he's squishing his toes in the carpet And that's when he's like God damn It actually worked Like his headache was going away And his anxiety and stuff
2: that Motherfucker That worked
0: <laughs> So then uh, John calls Argyle In the uh, Garage On the Car phone and But this is while The guy's trying to hack the phones And the thing gets cut So the phone goes dead Because he was like I don't know if I'm going to be out yet or not He's like Alright well I'm waiting here And then the phone goes dead and then Argo's like, "Hello? Hello?" He's like, "You got the number?" "You got the number?" "Yep. And he hangs up." So then um the terrorists hit the party. They come bashing into the party and all hell breaks loose. Um, they're yanking everybody around and gathering everybody up. And one of them busts into this office and the two horny people we saw earlier were actually fucking on a desk and you get to see some boobies. Real right. Quick. But
2: she saw a little something. They
0: yank her off the desk and she's all trying to cover a her up jiggly. You're like, oh, he's nice. like, yeah. He's like, and then the dude was like, you couldn't have waited 45 more seconds. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> i was coming. Right? I'm coming. I'm coming. He was telling. Anyway, everyone's taken hostage except for John McClane. Um, he takes cover when he hears the gunshots and stuff. <laughs> and he takes off, but he's fucking barefoot is what I wrote because he's fucking barefoot. And then he's taken off kind of down the stairs. And then Hans addresses the group and uh, he's saying he just wants Mr. Takati and he's like naming off like all his accolades and things that he's done. And then finally the real Mr. Takati comes forward he's like, that's enough, it's me. So they take him. Mm-hmm. So then John is still sneaking around and uh, he looks down like in the um, the dock part and he sees them moving a crate with like explosives in it and you can see that's like the rockets for the rocket launchers and shit and then um, they go back to Hans and Takati and he wants to know uh, what this is all about and uh, apparently you find out they need a computer password and uh, Takati says he doesn't have it because they need to get through like six or seven locks to get the safe open.
2: So if I'm not mistaken it was six locks and then the last one was the seventh one which was the Christmas miracle.
0: Right. So he says he doesn't have it and then Hans wants the you find out what they're after is the 600 million dollars in bonds in the building based in the in the building mm-hmm. safe, yeah, the vault. So now John is in the room like the next room but there's like a glass wall and he's under that table with the bridge on it Mm -hmm. and he's watching them and he's watching what's going on. And then, um, that's when the guy's like, he's like, I don't have the anything you need. Like you're just going to have to kill me. Right. And Hans is like, okay, (coughs) boom, and just blows his head off.
2: Holy shit.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So now John McClane's like, Oh shit. What was, no, this guy's like meaning business, you know? So then John, um, Moves real fast, and he makes a noise, and the long-haired, angry guy hears him, and they go to check it out. <coughs> Sorry, I'm trying to clear my throat.
2: <laughs> Let me clear my throat. Let me clear my throat.
0: So, um, John manages to get out in time, so they don't see him. So then
2: they're and going to... And he locked the door, so they couldn't get into yep. the room as well.
0: Yep. So then they realize they're going to have to break the code the hard way. So he's got the hacker guy working on the safe, which is pretty much all he does through the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So, um... John's like hoping that Argyle heard the gunshots, but then they cut down to the parking garage and Argyle's on the phone and he's got the radio cranked up and he's not hearing shit. And he's like talking to his girlfriend or whatever.
2: So my thought is, it's just, you know, go with me for a second here.
0: Okay. We're going on a journey. 30th floor.
2: Yep. Maybe even a floor higher. Right. And I'm supposed to hear that in the garage.
0: I think, because it was like a lot of machine gun fire, I would think that, yeah, you would have been able to hear that for a,
2: like... On the 30th floor, in a parking garage, under it? I don't know. I I doubt it.
0: I think you'd be able to hear it. I don't know. The only way we're going to figure this out is by doing some Mythbusters shit. Damn right, I'm with it. We're going to have to find somebody with a high-rise building.
2: Right, right, right. And somebody with the limo.
0: And somebody with a limo. Wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. And a teddy bear.
0: And a teddy bear. Car phone. And a car phone. Uh
2: huh. Some high, you know, some. I just
0: keep thinking of that Fresh Prince song. Let me give him a call on my car phone. Uh,
2: yeah. Then some high powered machine guns.
0: Which we. Oh. Oh,
2: maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, I, you you know, know, I think we got that covered Okay, cool cool, two cool, cool, cool. Okay, okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> and then we go up and just start shooting shit. I'm with it. And we shoot some glass. Uh huh. That makes somebody run through it barefoot.
2: All right. All right,
0: so if you guys want to volunteer for that, drop us an email. Damn right, 700 tapes at gmail.com, and we will uh, shoot out glass and make you run through barefoot mm-hmm. if you're into that kind of thing. Damn right, which you might be, you don't know. Don't know. Ooh,
2: ee, ooh, ah, ah. Squish
0: some beans in your toes. I don't know. <laughs> so then, now the wait dudes- Wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Oh, shit. <laughs> that reminds me of on trick or treat <laughs> when the old guy, when Sam's fucking up the old guy. Uh huh. <laughs> with like the candy corn when he was walking oh yeah yeah it was all over the floor oh my gosh that That was was fucking funny yo like probably the funniest thing i've seen in like a horror movie ever (laughs) like (laughs) top that's hilarious
0: (laughs) that's really funny so then bruce willis sees the dudes are well i don't know if he sees us or they just show it to us the dudes are setting up setting up explosives Uh around the doors and shit
2: I don't know if... They, no, I don't think they showed. Oh, him. no,
0: no. They were setting up the explosives on the roof. Because
2: they were cutting all the shit up Yes.
0: Because he doesn't know about it until... Right. So we just see them doing that. He mm-hmm. doesn't know about this. They're putting explosives all over the roof of that building. Mm-hmm. So then the hacker says... I never got this guy's name and I didn't look. Uh, says that um, it's 30 minutes to break the code, two hours to get past the first six locks, and then the seventh is out of his hands. They're going to need uh, that, their Christmas miracle. Mm-hmm. So then John is trying to figure out how um, to get some attention down below mm-hmm. to, to let people know what's going on. So he pulls a fire alarm, which they relay, and they call 911 themselves mm-hmm. because they have control of the phone systems now. And they tell they tell 911 that it was a false alarm. Mm-hmm. So then... Because <laughs> he sees cops coming and he's like, Yeah, and then the sirens turn off and they start turning around. And he's like, No, what are you doing? So then he's all pissed off. So um, the terrorists are on the floor with him now because they're trying to see who pulled the fire alarm.
2: Because it showed, like when he pulled it, I think it said like 30 seconds. They floor showed which something. floor it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: now they're on the same floor he is. They're looking for him. Um, I had to write this down because it's funny. I, so I watched this with Deacon, mm-hmm. and Deacon, during this part where they're all walking around, Deacon goes, why do all these terrorists look like fuck boys?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, whoa, and I looked, and I couldn't even see it.
2: Fuck boy with the glasses. Right? It, that's who he was looking at.
0: Because I said, what do you mean? He goes, look at that guy, and that's who he was looking at. Because that's the guy that's, that goes upstairs. Yeah, it's so funny. So then the blonde dude with the glasses mm-hmm. gets caught, and they fight. And then um, they're wrestling around, and they fall downstairs, and he breaks his neck.
2: I don't know why. For, and he did. For some reason, I thought of fucking the Punisher when he's fighting the big, when he's fighting, uh, what is it? was it Kevin Nash when he was fighting him?
0: Yeah, and his striped shirt. Yes. Oh, my God, that was awful. <laughs>
2: I don't know why I thought oh of that. Oh, my God, that stupid
0: <laughs> striped fucking tank top.
2: Was it because he was German or something like that? I
0: think so. I don't know. He just, he reminded me of an older wrestler named Tugboat. <laughs> you remember tugboat yes
2: toot, toot.
0: <laughs> and then he turned heel and, and almost killed hulk hogan by falling on him and he became typhoon You're like oh gosh anyway so then um now john has a weapon and clips and a radio mm-hmm. and a lighter mm-hmm. it was like playing a video game mm-hmm. you got all this extra stuff
2: <laughs> all do was you know nutsack him Right. <laughs> so then, um, he tries to take his <laughs> shoes. Teabag. I said nutbag. I knew what you meant. Okay. Cool. The teabag. <laughs> that's a Halo thing. Sorry. Uh, you can. Uh, well, it, you can teabag people on Halo. like that's where it started. Are you serious? Teabag them like like on Xbox One. Really? Like the first Xbox. That's where it started. Wow. And then of course it went on to like Call of Duty and all that shit. That's funny. I had no idea. But you're like, yeah, yeah, nuts on your face, nuts on your face. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> So then he tries to take his shoes, but they're too small.
2: He's like, get-
0: he is like of all the terrorists I could kill, i got to kill one that's got smaller feet than my sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then um, Hans tells the party that Takati's dead. Mm-hmm. And um, while he's talking to them, the elevator shows up and opens up. And it's the guy that he just killed, the guy with the glasses. With the Santa hat. With a Santa hat on, and the sweater says... Now I have a machine gun. Ho ho ho. ho.
2: ho.
1: <laughs>
0: so then you find out it was angry long haired guy's brother, so now he's really angry long haired guy. Mm-hmm. But the other funny part of this was when Hans Gruber sees it, he goes, Now I have a machine gun. And he pulls his sweater further down and he goes, Ho. Ho ho ho. 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 <laughs> It's great. It's so awesome.
2: Mr. Potter.
0: Dude, I love this movie. I love <laughs> Hans Gruber. He's one of my favorite film villains of all time. <clears throat> and um, Deacon had made the comment, he didn't like anybody in this movie but Bruce Willis and Carl. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, Hans Gruber, he's a fucking badass. I love that character. So anyway, so um, he can hear them talking on the radio. Mm-hmm. John McClane can. So he's writing down names. You know, Hans, Franz, Axel, Slash, Duff, Dopey, Doc. <laughs> All their terrorist names, you know. Um, so, <laughs> so then um, his brother's pissed and he's flying around. So then um, Ellis and, and Holly are sitting there and she's like, that's got to be John. You know. He's the
2: only one that can make a person. Yeah, right? That crazy. That pissed off.
0: So then John's on the roof trying to call for help on the radio. And the terrorists can hear him. Because it's, a, you know, the mm-hmm. walkie-talkies. And the cops won't listen. And the lady cop's like, this is for emergency use. That's so what he's like, What's it sound like I'm ordering a pizza?
2: Yo, I was like, are you fucking kidding me?
0: That's what. So. Um, it was super unrealistic. I made a super sexist comment here, but it was funny. All right. And I was like. And that's why girls shouldn't be cops. (laughs) I'm I'm kidding, I'm totally kidding. I don't think that. Right. But it was was funny.
2: One of my favorite songs. But it was funny. It's about a lady cop. What song is that?
0: We 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 we
2: we we like a cop got Mrs. Officer. When I get up on up. Oh, come on. Uh oh.
0: It finally happened, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Dang. It's a Lil Wayne song.
0: It's a momentous occasion.
2: We gotta take a pause for the cause. Yeah,
0: it finally happened. Jasper was too, too white, white, for white for the, the reference. reference.
2: I thought you were gonna say too old, but we'll go with that. It's too. too old.
0: Yeah, I do like Lil Wayne. It's
2: called the song's called Mrs. Off. but I've never
0: heard it. Oh, but I do like Lil Wayne. whatever i heard okay. of
2: it, I and I,
0: I like his. Uh, I like his. Uh, view on life and shit like
2: that a mele, a mele, a mele. i've heard
0: him in some uh, interviews and shit and i like the shit that he says so anyway
2: damn jasper damn Boy, man now they can like, oh jasper they can't all be zingers <laughs>
0: that's funny because today i was saying i was like i was telling one of the kids this I is work
2: probably with. worse than kid cootie okay
0: probably uh-huh kid, and, it's, and it's kid cutty and by the and
2: way. King Kuna.
1: It's King Kunta.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> As in Kunta Kinte. I know what I'm talking
1: about. Oh. I'm hip.
0: I'm hip, man. I'm funky fresh, bro. I'm off the chizzing.
1: Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That was so funny. <laughs>
2: he said King Kuna. I said King Kunta.
0: Well, it's because when I go to Starbucks, I like to get the King Kona coffee. I'm just kidding. Oh. No, I was saying uh, I was telling one of the guys or one of the kids I work with, and I was like, you know, if you listen to something besides YCs or YG or whatever that dude's name is, you probably know something <laughs> about music.
2: You said YCs because you were hungry, huh? Yeah, I did and then,
0: and then yeah, because then I went, Mmm, Y
2: I got your reference.
0: Thank I got you. it. I like, appreciate see, that. See? Mm-hmm. But I got it, it's YG, right? Four
1: hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm b <laughs> Anyway,
0: (laughs) excuse me. So then, um, where are we at? (laughs) Mrs. officer, because you were Uh, making references about the cops won't listen to him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So then she decides to send one cop, Mm -hmm. and that one cop is Mr. Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow, everybody. Carl Winslow. Moment of silence. R.I.P. to that guy. He's not dead. Yes, he is. No. Yes, he is. No. Oh, now we're going back to Google.
2: No, Carl Winslow
0: didn't die. Yes, he did. Uncle Phil died. Uncle Phil died. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Carl Winslow is dead, too. No, he's not. What's he's, his room? He's name? right there.
2: Up, 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 uh, Reginald.
0: Reginald Vell Johnson. All right, here we go. We're going to go to Google. You want to put some on this? For what you, on?
2: you want to put on? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see. You want to put some Twinkies on it?
0: We'll put some, all right. For the <laughs> next episode, since we will he get knows,
2: Twinkies. Since he knows the recipe for Twinkies. Right. Reginald. There's Novel Johnson.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Date of birth. Oh, I guess he's not dead. I Mother- guess I...
2: Motherfucker! I guess I
0: owe you some Twinkies.
2: Because, like, I always look for is and was.
0: Yeah, and there's no death date, so... All right. Sorry, uh, what is he? He's, Still uh... Still
2: living. He's a star sign Leo. Oh, I'm a Leo, too.
0: <laughs> we got that in common. I'm a Leo, he's a Leo... He likes Twinkies. I like Twinkies. He's not dead. You're not dead. I'm not dead. Yeah. Are you inside? do count? Oh, look. His birthday is August 16th. It's two days before mine. Oh, damn. Damn, we're like soul brothers. Mm-hmm. I like it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know how to cook greens? He probably knows how to eat them. Oh, hell yeah. Yo, if you guys didn't check out the greens. Yeah.
0: I posted a big old pot of greens on Instagram earlier, and Roman partook of some. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if they were trash, he'd have told me. I'd
2: have told him. I gave my stamp of They were good. We day. put
0: some Frank's hot sauce on
1: that.
2: Oh, I put that shit on everything. Man, man.
0: So then uh, here comes Carl, and uh, he's buying a bunch of donuts for his wife.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But the uh, well, he's buying Twinkies Winkies. and all kinds of crazy shit. And then the cashier doesn't believe that his wife is pregnant. It's so for my wife. She's pregnant. He's like, yeah, yeah. I just work here, sir. I thought so, you
2: guys ate. Uh, I thought you guys ate donuts. Right. That's what he. That's what he says. <laughs> right.
0: So then, um, nobody heard the gunshots again, which is crazy to me. And I thought, why didn't John McClane go up on the roof from the very beginning and start shooting at stuff on the I, ground? Look, I thought the that would have got shit. some attention.
2: So, so she remember the like you were saying the code two or whatever it yeah. is, approach with that lights on, right? So that's when he yeah. goes.
0: So, well, John's back in the building now, mm-hmm. and he climbs up in the air shaft. And that's where he's uh, he's um, using the... Oh, he's climbing down to the air shaft. That's where he gets the gun and, and braces Wedges it, it hmm. and uses the strap to climb down the little shaft thing that goes all the way down, like on Star Wars, mm-hmm. when Obi-Wan Kenobi is trying to turn off the oh, shield wait. to the Death Star.
2: Wait, but at first he kicks the thing. He kicks the, the grate.
0: Oh, yeah, and he goes... Whoo!
2: And you hear it... <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like oh shit. Cuz the guys are coming and he's got to mm-hmm. get away from him so he can't be seen. So that's when he's like trying to go down the air shaft and uh it's
2: not double missed it.
0: Yeah, he falls <laughs> and then he misses the first one and catches the second one. You're like, "Oh my god." And that's when Orker was like, "This is anxiety." <laughs> <laughs> so then he climbs into that air shaft. And it's a good thing he found that lighter earlier because he could use it to light his way. Mm-hmm. And then so he's like, Come out to the coast, he said. Have a few laughs.
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <clears throat> so that um, angry, long haired guy is poking at the shafts because he knows that's where he's at. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to find the one he's in. And then he gets called away, like right as he was about to poke the one that John was in. And it was like, really, like, oh my God, what's going
2: to happen? So I just thought about it. So. Because they were on the 32nd floor. Yep. He falls. He missed the first one, which would have been the 31st. Mm-hmm. And now he's in the 30th shaft. So that's how he knew. Because I was like, how the fuck do they know which floor to go to? Right. So they run back down to the party, yeah. and that's the 30th floor, of course. Yeah. So then
0: um, John sees Carl pull up, the mm-hmm. cop, Carl Winslow. And then Carl talks to uh, not not Huey Lewis <laughs> at the front desk. <laughs> and he's like, no, everything's fine. And then he goes to check. His- he kind of checks things out, kind of half-assed. And he's like, "Ah, fuck this! Everything's fine." So then, um, John McClane's trying to break the window to get his attention, and uh, two well, they, dudes, yeah, I would then say. two dudes come in and start shooting at him, mm. and he's returning fire. And again, how the fuck don't you hear it from
2: there? <coughs> nobody heard it. That's where I was like, "Okay, that right. was stupid," because I would assume by then, you know, because he's not in the parking garage, right? You would hear it.
0: So, he shoots one of the dudes through the... Like, he's under a table. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, You're out of table! What are you going to do? And then he shoots him. And he, he throws... Because
2: he said, Don't hesitate or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: next time you kill me, I don't hesitate. So, then he kills him. And then he throws the body out the window. Mm-hmm. Which gets Carl's attention because it lands right on his police car. And he backs up and um, they start shooting at him. They start shooting at the police car. And he's backing up all crazy and he crashes. So, then... We cut to the asshole reporter. Right. Richard, whatever his name was, and he's listening to the police scanner, and he's hearing about shots fired in Nakatomi Plaza, officer in distress, da 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 and he's like, Ooh, I can get a scoop here.
2: You think his name's Richard on purpose?
0: I'm almost positive his name's Richard on purpose, because he's a dick. He's a dick.
2: <laughs>
0: and I was like, Don't be a Richard. <laughs> <laughs> So now there's tons of cops, which is exactly what Bruce Willis wanted. Um, John calls Hans on his radio, and that's when they're talking back and forth. And he's like, "Uh, you're trying awful hard for a security guard. He's like, "Eh, wrong answer, and blah, blah, blah. So then um, Hans is sending guys to find him while he's talking to him. And then he's like, who are you, cowboy, this and that. That's the whole part we heard in the beginning when he's like, Think you're Roy Rogers or Rambo or whoever?
1: <laughs> he's like,
0: I always liked Roy Rogers, and he's like, you really think you can beat us? And he's like, yippee ki yay, motherfucker, grabber. <laughs> melon grabber,
2: melon melon farmer,
0: melon farmer. Sorry, melon grabber. I guess would have been too close to motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, that's still. I'm,
0: I'm, I grabbed your mom's melon. I'm about to say
2: you're definitely doing something. <laughs> melon grabber,
0: melon grabber. I grabbed some melons. So then uh, the reporter is trying to get a scoop, so he's down there, down to you, and they find out John has the, the terrorists find out John has the detonator that they need to blow the seventh lock. Right. So then they're like, we want the detonator, and then John and Carl are talking again, and he's filling him out on what's going on, and then Carl's like, what's your name? And he's like, uh, you can call me Roy. Roy. As in Rory Rogers, mm-hmm. as in Melon motherfucker. Farmer. motherfucker, Melon Farmer. <laughs> that was one of my favorite Smashing Pumpkins albums, "Melon Farmer" and the infinite sadness.
2: Nice.
0: That wasn't really the name of it.
2: Oh, Look, I was going to go
0: with it. It was melancholy and the infinite sadness.
2: All right. Okay. Oh no, Roman didn't get didn't the, the reference. <laughs> Yay! So
1: we're even. We're tit for tat.
0: Chip <laughs> for tit. M- Melon uh, grabber. Melon grabber. <laughs> so now the hacker is three locks in on the safe. Three doors down. They check in. Yep. You call him Superman. <laughs> so then the police chief. Now the poli- The deputy police chief shows up, and he thinks uh, Carl's an idiot, <laughs> which is the opposite. He's the idiot. Right. And then the asshole reporter arrives around that same time. So like. That place is full of assholes. Right. It looks like a. Uh, I was trying to think of something. Stinky place yeah, to be. Uh, stinky. I, yeah, I guess. So. Full of assholes. <laughs> so anyway, so then uh, Holly has a request for Hans, and she wants to go get a sofa for the pregnant lady, or put the pregnant lady on a sofa.
2: Because so what she says is, um, I have a request, and he's like, "Who put you in charge?" And she was like, "You did, you did. When, when you, you killed, killed my, my boss,
0: boss." Yep. And then I thought it was cool because she asked to move the pregnant lady to a sofa. And he goes, no, but I'll have a sofa brought out for her. Mm-hmm. Which shows
2: he's an all right guy, you know. N- not only that, it shows that I'm still in control. Right. You don't call the right. shots. So I then do. she
0: says they, they would like to start taking some bathroom
2: breaks. So everybody's not, so there's not a make and a mess or whatever. Yeah. And they said make, a, she said make bathroom breaks in groups. Right. So there's not a mess everywhere. Yeah. He says, I see what you're saying, you know, yep. blah, blah, blah. You can, but you can say he's a civil person
0: right so now the asshole reporter's on tv and argyle's watching the news from the limo and that's how he realizes what's going on he's like what the fuck's going oh my god that's where i'm at you know right so then um the chief is sending people in and they're gonna try to swap team the place and bruce wills is like what the fuck is wrong with you don't you think they were gonna anticipate that and then the... Because he had the spotlights like, and everything. Yeah, the fuck they, had SWAT t- they had the, the spotlights up there and everything. And so then the SWAT team goes in and Carl and the chief are arguing about, you know, this guy could be... I think this guy's one of us and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you're stupid.
2: Because he says the line, I know what fake IDs look like. Right, and these are, right. These are good ones. Like, no one had to identify
0: a fake ID. Maybe he was a bartender. He's probably one of the terrorists. Well, this guy was the biggest idiot on the planet
2: at the same time that like that statement's valid i i felt him in that moment because you could have been playing us yeah but but yes we know
0: why would you want to get us here i mean they did want to get him there but you know what i mean they're fucking terrorists so anyway um the swat team goes in and our guy realizes he's now uh trapped in the garage cuz they've shut all the gates mm-hmm. he can't get out so then um they can't show get out get out
2: no no i'm saying oh can't get out, huh, okay at the end of the movie, all right, he, gets well, yeah, out.
0: he does get out, yeah, you're right, anyway, so then Al leong is walking around in the like the kitchen area, mm-hmm. and decides he wants a snack
2: oh no, it was like a little it was like a little snack bar or whatever yeah, yeah,
0: like in the lobby. <laughs> So he had, like, his gun he over his back, gun. and uh-huh. he was, like, reaching in and grabbing, like, some candy or whatever. It was a crunch was bar. Yeah, yes, the crunch bar. Uh-huh, it was. Uh-huh. It absolutely was. I'm a fat ass, because I was like, I would have did the same Right. Shit. I
2: promise you, I said it.
0: So then um, they start shooting. He's like, why is he? Why are they shooting us? They can't possibly hit us. And then he's like, There's they're shooting at the lights. lights. And all of a sudden, the lights get shot out. And then the cops do start getting shot. And then they...
2: Uh, They're trying to still (laughs) open the front door. I
0: put, they sent in the Jorapayo mobile. (laughs) Remember Jorapayo had one of those? (laughs) Yes. And uh, it's the big, like, SWAT team, like, the big Ramrod. Team Ramrod. (laughs) Say Team Ramrod. Team Ramrod. You didn't say it. I forgot. (laughs) The big SWAT mobile thing, like, they used, like, in downtown, like, in in South Central and shit when they were fighting the gangs.
2: Right. That SWAT.
0: SWAT mobile. Yeah. It's like a military, like, all-terrain thing. But um, I don't know what they're called. Neither do I. Anyway. So, yeah, they're bringing that, the Jaropio mobile. And then um, the guys bring out the rocket launcher. <laughs> and then, and they hit it. So then they're trying to back up, but they can't. And um, he's like, come on, Hans, let the guy go. He's talking to him on the radio. He's like, let him back out. He's like, nope, too late. Boom. And they do another one. And they blow it up, and there's mega explosions everywhere.
2: So then, um, so I got a question about this walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's one of those he doesn't have to, you know, hold the button for and talk. And then yeah,
0: because they cut each other off all the time.
2: Not only that, but there was a uh, like when he's mm-hmm. out when his foot's cut, uh, he's not holding on to it. He's just you're talking right. to him. Yeah. So I didn't know if that was like a, I don't know how that works. Yeah. To be honest with you. So then,
0: um. John gets mad, and he grabs a bunch of the C four and he puts it on an office chair, mm-hmm. and he puts a computer monitor on top of it, wraps it, and shoves it down the air the elevator shaft, and it hits the bottom floor, and the whole bottom floor of the Nakatomi Building just blows up.
2: Half a stick of dynamite, right? <laughs> really?
0: And then, um, oh, that was sorry. That the was the police chief freaking seen. the police chief's freaking out now, because all that shit blew up. Then you see on the news that Hans Gruber has been identified on the news. Mm -hmm. And they show him with crazy haircut. And then um, the chief gets on the radio now, and he's yelling at John McClane. He's like, "Um, I'm the one in charge here. I'm deputy chief, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm in charge here. And John McClane goes, from up here, pal. Looks like you ain't in charge of jack shit. (laughs) (laughs) And this this always reminds me of Army of Darkness, Mm -hmm. where Ash goes, You're in charge of exactly two things, pal, Jack and shit, and Jack just left town. (laughs) (laughs) So then uh, Carl's, like, backing him up. He's like, right on, you know, and uh, the stupid chief gets in his face. He's like, anytime you want to leave, you're welcome to. He's like, you couldn't drag me away, Cracker. (laughs) He didn't say Cracker. He wanted to. Mm-hmm. I saw it on his face. Mm-hmm. And then Urkel was like, did I do
1: that? Did I do
2: that? I promise you I said that at least three times mm-hmm. and watching it.
0: I said that when the building blew up. That right. That part
2: I just described. I was like, did I do that? Damn it, Carl. Damn it, Urkel, go home. Said, you better tell him, Carl Winslow.
0: That's funny. So then a uh, stupid asshole snort, snort. God damn it. Snorty make snort snort. Asshole coke snorting Ellis. Is still doing coke, <laughs> taking bumps. He was like, Deared all over this movie, want right? a bump, want a bump, right? Here, a bump, there, a bump, everywhere, a bump, bump.
2: <laughs> I said, God damn, god, god damn, god, god damn. damn.
0: <laughs> so he decides it's time to negotiate. And you totally think he's gonna sell out Holly and everybody, but he doesn't because mm-hmm. he goes in, he's like, oh, it's Bubby, hey. he's like trying to be all slick with him. And you can tell Hans thinks he's, like, the biggest idiot in the world. He's not impressed. Oh, you figured that out by yourself. Yeah. You you must be a genius. Yeah. So then he says, uh, I can give you the guy that's that's fucking all your shit up. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, really? So then um, this is where we find out that Carl knows all about Twinkies. Mm -hmm. He knows all the ingredients. Yellow dye
2: number five. Right?
0: Yellow Dye number five. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Monica by my side. A little bit of Monica's all I need. A little bit of Monica's. Oh, wait. (laughs) A little bit of Sandra
2: in the (laughs) sun. That's funny.
0: Mumbo A little bit five. of
2: Twinkies
1: all night long.
0: <laughs> so then Carl and John are getting to know each other, and they're talking shit. And, and you find out that uh, Carl shot a kid when he was a rookie, and then he couldn't bring himself to shoot anybody else, which is also important for later on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then um, he's talking about John, he has kids, and he wants to get home to him, blah, blah, blah. So um, now Hans knows who John McClane is, because stupid Ellis told him. so then ellis gets on the radio with him and he's like john baby what's going on he's like you gotta stop this don't do this he's like hey it's all right they just want their detonators why don't you just give them the detonators john he goes what did you tell them he goes you know i told them we were friends from way back and you were my guest at the party he's like you don't understand what kind of people you're dealing with here you need to get out of there now He's like, come on, man, it's going to be fine. And then he asks for Coke, and they bring him a Coke, like, to drink. <laughs> it's like when I'm on a pop, I want a Shasta. He
2: says, sh- Shasta.
0: Remember those commercials? Shasta.
2: I want a pop.
0: I want a sh- 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 Shasta. Shasta. <laughs> shasta. I got some popsicles shasta. in the basement. A little fat boy, come here, fat boy. Mm, let me do your little fat ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> So then John warns him to stop, and he doesn't stop, and now Ellis is dead. Because once you pop,
2: you don't stop.
0: But the good thing is, he was so fucked up on coke, he probably didn't feel shit. Right. So now the chief is pissed, because they heard the whole thing on the radio. Mm-hmm. Now the deputy chief, he's like, you he just got that guy killed! And he goes all breakfast club all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when Carl's like, he could have done anything. You heard it just like I did. Right. He did everything he could to save that guy. Right. So then Hans now talks to the deputy chief and he's totally fucking with him about releasing political prisoners and all this other shit, just like giving him a runaround. And then it's funny because he goes, and I want the Asian brotherhood. And he stops the radio and goes, I read about him in Time Magazine. And he goes back, oh my God, he's totally fucking with him. He's like, oh my
2: political prisoners, my brothers and sisters. (laughs) My
0: brotherhood, blah, blah, blah. So then you find out they got one more lock to go before they hit number seven. Mm -hmm. So now uh, Hans...
2: They were were anticipating FBI coming. They're waiting
0: for the FBI. Mm -hmm. Actively Mm -hmm. waiting for the FBI. Mm -hmm. So they had this all planned out. Mm -hmm. So now Hans sends long-haired angry guy to hunt John down, which he wants to because he wants to get revenge for his brother. And now uh, John knows that Hans is full of shit about the... um, the terrorist being mm-hmm. released, because he's listening to him talk. He's like, "Give me a break, you know." So then the news now has an expert that wrote a book called, "Like I'm a terrorist, you're a terrorist, or something like that."
2: We're um, all terrorists together. Yeah,
0: like terror, terror, <laughs> Ter- That was the best thing about George W. Bush being president was when he talked about terror. Terror. He's terrorist. We're gonna fight terror on every front. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it when you laughed. <laughs> tur. Right, <laughs> Dick? Don't shoot nobody, Dick? Turr. Shut Turr. <laughs> Yo. G-dub. G-dub. That's what I always called him. G-dub. <laughs> oh, man. There was all calendar Bushisms. Do you remember that? Yes, it's fucking funny. <laughs> China is a large country full of many Chinese. It's an actual <sighs> quote. <laughs> anyway, so now the FBI shows up, and it's good old Johnson and Johnson.
2: <laughs> that's Black Johnson. That's White Johnson. Right, Johnson and Johnson. No
0: relation. No relation. So then the FBI is in charge now. A dunker shoot. Soon they show up. You hear me, a dunker shoot. A dunker dunk
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> So, uh. <laughs> So now Hans is looking for um, John, and he finds him, and he's. This is where he's acting like a hostage. Oh God, you're one of them, aren't you? Don't shoot me, please. Don't kill me. But it's really Hans Gruber. So then um, the FBI is coming in in a helicopter, and you realize they don't. Give so a f-
2: what? Uh, so they walk up to the building. <laughs> Remember, they say um, we know all this hmm. intel because of John. Um, I'll let you know if we commandeer your men. That's, That's they- right. He's
0: like, when we commandeer your men later, I'll try to let you know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: So he's he's telling them all of that. And he's like, look, fuck that. We're going in Black Hawk style.
0: Right. You know, fully yeah. on. woo Right. So then, yeah, they're in the helicopter and they're talking. He's like, I figure we get everybody out of the roof, kill all the terrorists. We'll lose about 25% of the hostages. He's like, I'm good with that. I'm like, you fucking assholes. It's like, fucking nom. <laughs> right? No, You didn't say nom. He's just said, like Saigon. There we go, Saigon. And he's like, I was in junior high, asshole. <laughs> 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 so then um, Hans um, is talking to John, and he notices he doesn't have any shoes on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like, yeah, it's some shit, huh? And then he goes, you ever use one of these? And he pulls out the gun. He's mm-hmm. like, oh well, I spent a weekend on one of those things where you shoot the paint guns at people. He's acting like, no, all stupid.
2: So if you remember earlier, he shoots. Remember when he shooted? He shot the guy through the table. He <laughs> he shooted. shooted him. He <laughs> I was, was going to say shoes, and then shoot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shooted. <laughs> so remember he clipped out. Boom, 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 right, boom right, under the table. Right. So he puts his Beretta back in right. his pants, and which so, is why
0: it was empty. Yes. Yes. And he knew it was Hans or somebody. Mm-hmm. That's why he gave him an empty gun. So, yeah, he goes, well, it's time for the real deal now. And he hands him the gun. And you don't realize that when you're watching the movie. You're like, oh, fuck.
2: No, no, no. Wait. So he says what? He says. So remember, he's standing by the names on the the wall. And he asks him, what oh, is, he says, what's, your what's your
0: name? Clay. And he says, Clay. Because it was right there. Mm-hmm. And it was right above Crawford. Did you notice yes, that? I cool. noticed it. Mm. So Anyway. Mm-hmm. So then he gives him the gun, which Hans promptly pulls on him,
1: <laughs>
0: and then it, you figure, you realize it has no bullets in it, and he's like, "What do you think I'm an idiot? I'm going to give you a loaded gun and you were in a hostage." So then all the other thugs show up and they start shooting at him, and now there's a shootout.
2: I'm just <coughs> this is this is a plot hole for me. Why is that? Glad of lit his ass up right then and there. Oh, Hans Gruber! Look, Before i running, yeah. Brrr. Brrr. right, right. And no, look, as <laughs> I'm running. Brrr. Brrr. Hate him been dead. But then they wouldn't have
0: had the cool in part on that other of course. shit. So they're having an out and out shootout. Mm-hmm. And Hans tells Angry Long Haired Guy, shoot the glass. Shoot out the glass. So they shoot out all the glass for like five minutes. And there's glass everywhere. So then Hans, Broken glass everywhere. Right. It was like Stone Cold Steve <laughs> Austin was running through there. Dun, 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 I should have that up. I was
2: going actually with. Um, You know, uh, Curtis Blow. Broken glass everywhere. That's
0: all I got. That's all I got. I like the Stone Cold. All right. Because when you hear the glass, it's your ass. It's
2: your ass.
0: So then, um, Hans has the detonators. He finds the bag with the detonators. He's like, "Oh, we're back in business." So now the uh, asshole reporter got all of the info on John McLean from this other girl that he sent out to get info. So now he knows where he lives. About Holly, about the kids, about everything. So then um, long hair, angry guy is really angry now. And um, that's when Holly's like, he's still alive. Only John could drive somebody that crazy.
2: Oh, so we said that earlier. Yeah, Yeah, but it was this
0: part. So then uh, Carl's talking to John again on the radio while he's pulling glass out of his goddamn feet. Dude. This is the hardest part of the movie for me, and probably everybody else. Oh, yeah, because was... When he's ooh, pulling big little slivers of glass, oh, my God. <laughs> and then he has to wrap his feet with his shirt. It's like, ugh. Oh, my God, I can't... I've had, like, little pieces of glass on my feet. I can't imagine, like, pulling out full-ass chunks like that. And this is actually where Carl tells him about shooting the kid. And tells him... He also tells him the FBI is there. And, um, Hans apparently has been planning for the FBI to show up the whole time. So then he tells the guy, yeah, the first thing they're going to do is shut the power down on us, which is what we want because it shuts down the power to the vault so we can blow it up. So then sure enough, that's what happens. Johnson and Johnson force the guy to cut the power grid for that whole part of the city. And, um, Hans and the hacker, um, Get the vault open. After the power gets shut down, they blow the vault and it opens up. And I put Hans and the hacker dude come on themselves because that's pretty much what happened. Because they're playing da 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 da, and the lights coming over their faces, and they're like, "Oh my
2: god!"
0: Uh. You know. Anyway, so
2: so I'm 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 actually gonna retract saying Curtis blow. Okay. I actually uh grandmaster flash oh cool cuz i had inside. no
0: idea what you were talking about i felt bad it's called
2: the message the that i
0: know that i know that yeah. makes more sense now so i have that actually have that album on oh, vinyl shit. right behind you
2: nice cuz i was thinking Curtis Blow i don't know i was thinking but cuz i was thinking that you know just the rap style there was a little was...
0: awkward moment between us and that doesn't
2: happen very often right right you know
0: not much unlike the uh awkward moment When Hans and the hacker guy came on themselves in front of each other.
2: It was like, oh, look, for a second, like, when the thing, when Mm. the the vault opens up, it's like, okay, it's just a room. Hopefully there's shit in these little boxes. Right. (laughs) Because you guys have done all this shit just for them to be empty. Oh, they
0: moved it. My bad.
2: Right. Tomorrow. Oh, they're supposed to fill it tomorrow. (laughs) tomorrow.
0: So then, um, now they start loading the bonds, the bonds that are worth the money. They start Mm -hmm. loading them up. And Hans talks to the FBI And they're like, we're going to send helicopters just like you said, and we're working on getting you guys out of there. But meanwhile, they're just really going to try to shoot everybody.
1: Mm -hmm. Dicks.
0: So then Hans has the roof lined with explosives. He's going to blow the whole thing anyway, so they can make their escape from the bottom of the building. Double cross. Right. So then John gives Carl the message for his wife, because he's at this point thinking he's not going to make it out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And he was like, I've said I love you a thousand times. But she's never heard me say i'm sorry and i want you to tell her i'm sorry
2: And the the crazy thing is for a second i thought it was painful because of his feet no right yeah it was was painful because of his pride
0: so it was funny because that whole part he's trying to choke it out and he's like tell my wife um tell my wife my kids was in here and i was like to make me a sandwich To get her ass back in the oh, kitchen. Oh man! I again. I kid. Kid. I love women's rights and all that. Equality.
2: Burn bras. So yeah yay. yay. Titties. Titty titties.
0: <laughs> Honey. Ah uh, titty titty. Dun, 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 dun. You are my candy girl. Ghost titties. Those funky titties. Those funky titties. I can't wait to do 13 Ghosts so I can play that song again. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then um, after that, Carl's like, you can tell your wife that yourself when you get out of this. So then now the asshole reporter is at Holly's house. Oh, and he pulls a dick move, too. The maid doesn't want to let him in, and he goes, you listen to me. You let me in this house, or I'm going to call the <laughs> I'm going to call INS. And she's like, Oh, no, senor, please don't do that. I'm totally illegal I promise. But uh, come on in anyway. You can come in. Uh, you can come in.
2: Look, I would to close the door so fucking fast. Like, fuck I mean, you. Fuck you. Fuck you, you piece so of then
0: shit. John realizes they're going to blow the roof. And he's like, It's a double cross. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> he turned into General Akbar real quick. <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> so then, um,. Long-haired, angry dude finally catches up with him. He wants to get some vengeance on his brother. Mm -hmm. So then they fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. And hes they're kicking each other's asses, man. For sure. And then now they cut to John's kids are on the news now because that fucker. Wait, wait, wait.
2: John was like, I'm going to fucking eat you. I'm going to grow you up and I'm going to fucking eat you. Right, right, right. When he (laughs) finally gets the upper hand on
0: him. He, he talks more shit after this, too. But anyway, they're, the kids are on the news. Because mm-hmm. so that fucker went over there and he's exploiting the kids for a news story. <clears throat> Can we... Oh, I don't know. Okay, so um, now Hans knows who Holly is. Mm-hmm. He knows that she's John's wife. Because then he flips the picture over and sees it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I got to say this, and I just want to say... The opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the 700 Days podcast... All right. But I blame
1: Uh
0: the whole climate we're living in right now with COVID and the political situation we're in. (laughs) The whole thing going on. I don't blame Democrats. Mm
1: -hmm. I don't
0: blame Republicans. I I blame the goddamn unscrupulous news media. All right. Fuck you.
2: I thought you were going to say Hans Gruber, but all right. sure. but
0: (laughs) I have as little respect for news media of any type now. oh yeah because i don't care if it's fox cnn msn i don't care what it says in front of it i don't trust any of it Mm-mm. it's all misinformation it's all framed to what they want you to think yep and fuck you for thinking i can't think for myself that i can't take the facts you give me and form my own opinion fuck you for thinking i'm a plebe and that you're better than me we are coming for you because we are the American people, and we ain't gonna stand for this shit much longer. Damn right. Fuck you.
2: So when it comes down to you know like the the news itself, looking at it, you're like, well, what's your propaganda? You know, and then right. how are you how are you angling this propaganda dude? to
0: serve your narrative? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, mm-hmm. I don't. And like I said, I don't care which side it is. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to give me the facts. You're supposed to really. You're supposed to cite three sources. Right a source for one side, a source for the other side, and then a source that's neutral. Mm-hmm. And let me decide for myself. This right. hasn't happened for the last 20 years in this country. And it's, it's bullshit. Longer. The corporations are in bed with the news media, mm-hmm. and it's all corrupt. And if you think either side, whether it's a D or an R, is fighting for you, you're incredibly naive because it's two wings of the same bird that just want to fuck you out of something different. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I had to get that out.
1: oh <laughs> <clears throat>
0: Kanye 2024. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus walks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, uh, yeah, that this reporter and this, it's just yeah, totally the kind of shit that they do. So um, now John or Holly is John's wife, and Hans knows it. So yeah. now he takes her prisoner. He's you have got, to
2: think. So this this is just me, me being the the type of person that I am. If I'm sitting in somebody's desk. I'm looking around. You go through all this shit. I'm, yeah. Well, I'm just saying. I've been in your desk. I've been in, you know, in your office for this whole fucking movie. You know what
0: though? I don't think Hans cared. Like he was just needed a place to sit.
2: Like, cause, well, he's there because you have to think. It pretty much starts off with uh, Coke guy in the office. Right. So they are, you know, that you can see that they've put most of the movie in there because yeah. of that starting frame or whatever. Right. Right. So then now, of course, now they're in there. Because this is just my thought, um, they killed the guy upstairs, the Nakagami guy, or yeah, whatever. yeah, Nakajumi. Yeah. Like yeah, they Nakagami. kill him, um, and Kamikaze. then <laughs> now they're back in her office because I assume fruit? she's the the big that she has probably the second largest right um, we office. Too low. <laughs> <laughs> You're just gonna keep on naming. Them. <laughs> Fuck, me, fuck so- <laughs> you! Fuck <laughs> you! So with that, um, again, you see all the you see the just my inquiring mind. I'm like, okay, well, I see all of these. Right Why is, here is this on the one def- laying down? Right, right. exactly. I would have been. am telling you, man.
0: I don't think Hans Gruber cared. I
2: would have known right then and there. Oh, he
0: was singularly focused on those bonds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't. I really don't think he cared. James Bond, the Bond. James Bond, RIP. Harry Potter, Harry Potter. <laughs> so then, um, where was I? Oh, John, and long-haired, angry guy, are still fighting, still kicking the shit out of each other, and now John's totally talking shit because he's like, "You should have heard how your brother squealed when I broke his neck." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> damn,
1: damn.
0: So then, now the FBI fuckers are okay with losing twenty-five percent of the hostages, which we were talking hot. about earlier. Yeah. And they're like, they're not even going to hit him. <laughs> they think it's a rescue helicopter. It's a gunship. <laughs> they're coming in hot, right? Boy. So then um, John and long-haired angry guy are fighting now. And he gets a gun, and he shoots at John. And then John jumps him from, like, somewhere else. And he got behind him somehow. And he wraps that fucking chain around his neck. And sends him swinging across the thing against the wall, and you think he's dead.
2: Because, look, he was whooping his ass up the stairs.
0: Right, yes. That's how he got behind him.
2: hmm Because he had him in a headlock, and he <laughs> right, was punching right. him, boom, yep. boom, 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 walking his ass up those stairs. Yep,
0: so then he's hanging there, and now all the hostages are on the roof. whooping his ass is all where, over this place. Right.
2: Up and down these stairs.
0: Up and down the stairs, down the hall, <laughs> up on this chain on your neck. Right. So then... um John runs into Al Leong, and this is where he kills him. He shoots the Asian guy. Does he? Yeah, he kills him. And um.
2: Is this where he's in the water?
0: No, this is where he's up on the roof.
2: Oh, because that hasn't happened. Yet. Sorry.
0: And then he sends the oh, hostages. Yeah, he does. yeah, yeah, yeah. He sends the hostages back down because he
2: starts to shoot up there. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> they don't want to move, and he starts shooting to scare them. And now the FBI's coming in, and they think he's one of the terrorists. They're like, take out that guy. So then they start shooting at him. So now he, this is where he grabs the fire hose and ties it around himself. And the roof is set to blow. The Mm -hmm. FBI guys are are shooting and moving in. He jumps off the end of the building with the fire hose tied around him just as the building explodes.
2: What is he saying in that moment? He's like, I'll never do this again. He's like, I
0: swear to God, I'll never go in another skyscraper as long as I live. (laughs) And then... That scene with him jumping and the building blowing up behind him was the big thing they kept showing in all the previews mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, whoa, some crazy shit's going to happen in this movie. So then he jumps with the fire hose, and he ends up trying to break the window, but it won't break. And then the thing that the fire hose is on is starting to fall. Yeah. So he, Shoot it. he he propels himself back. Pulls out his gun and shoots out the window, and then swings back through it, which was pretty badass.
2: Yeah. So the first time his foot hits the glass, you see all that blood. I was like, (gasps) right. So my thought is, and you know, before he shoots the glass, I'm like, fuck. Imagine surviving that, right? Right. And then being stuck there. Oh my god. Like, I would have shit my pants. Right. (laughs) Like, I'm not even a person that's like really scared of heights. I am, but terrified of heights. But understanding this. You know, understanding where I'm at? Oh, right. man.
0: i climb a ladder to the top of the roof and sit there and not be able to go over and have to go back down the ladder. Oh, shit. That's how afraid of heights I am.
2: Damn.
0: So the roof is blown up, and it took the helicopter with it. So I said, the roof is toast. The helicopter's toast. <laughs> and then the, this is the only time that Chief Dude is funny in this whole thing. He sees the helicopter blows up, and he goes, I think we're going to need some more FBI guys. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid.
2: Well, there was another part, too. I'll, I'll I'll call it out when it comes.
0: Okay. So then uh, Argyle's in the garage and sees them unloading an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. Sneaky bastard. Figures it out. He's like, that's how they're going to smuggle out the money. So Argyle rams the ambulance with the limo. Dude in it. And then the black dude's still in the hacker guy. Mm-hmm. And then he punches him and knocks him out. Yes. And then now John and Hans are facing off, and he's got Holly hostage, mm. but Hans is trying to get away with the money. And there was a part earlier on where she realized what he was doing, mm. and she was like, you're just a thief after all of this. said a petty thief. You're just a petty thief. He's like, I am a professional thief.
2: He gets in her face for Yeah, he sure. was
0: pretty. You could tell that kind of got him, mm-hmm. being called a petty thief.
2: Mm-hmm. So now. Well, he um, said, you're nothing but a petty thief or a common thief or something like right. that. And he's like, oh.
0: <sighs> That's the only time you really see him lose his cool mm-hmm. in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So then um, he's got her as hostage. He's got a gun to her head. And John throws down his gun. and But then you see, like, he starts laughing. Mm-hmm. And they pan around. And he's got a gun taped. taped to his back with, like, shipping tape.
2: Because, so, so with the he had the machine gun and he remembered he looks into the clip and he doesn't have any more bullets right. so with him walking up he already knew what he was doing because exactly. the gun, he had the gun yep. taped on his back so he's like shit so because right. when when she when he throws the gun his wife was like oh, like what the fuck right you see her reaction
0: yep. she's like oh fucked."
2: and then I was kind of pissed about this whole little like laughing yeah, and then everybody starts laughing but it's much like the, the oh, oh, oh. shit that
0: was happening in the last boy scout Mm-hmm. where he'd tell a joke and get everybody laughing to laugh and distract him. So then, yeah, they all start laughing. Ah, 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 ah! He only so has two then, bullets, too. Yep, he pulls the fucking gun out of his back, shoots Huey Lewis, who's not Huey Lewis, in the head. Mm-hmm. Dead shot, man. Dead shot. Boom, that was impressive. Um, Hall's, And then Hans starts falling out the window, and he grabs onto Holly, and he's taking her with him. Mm-hmm. And then they're hanging there, and shes he's got her. She's still in the building, but he's hanging on to her, and he's got her by the watch. By a Rolex. Rolex. Fucking Rolex. <laughs> so then um, the Rolex comes loose. Bruce Willis grabs her. The Rolex comes loose, and he falls, and you get that iconic shot of him, like, falling in slow motion. He tries to shoot him. With that surprised-ass look on his face. Yeah. So now the building is a fucking mess from the outside. Wait, 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 wait. They show Hans falling. There we go. And the chief goes, I hope that's not a hostage. There <laughs> Was go. that the other yes. part? I <laughs> <laughs> hope that wasn't Oh, a my God. It's so funny. <laughs> so Hans falls. And he's like splat. So then the asshole news guy is back, and he's trying to get his story in. And then John and Holly are reunited. And it feels so
1: good. <laughs>
0: And then um, they're walking out, and then John finally gets to meet Carl face to face, and they hug, and he introduces Holly as Holly. What was her name? Giono, or uh, uh,
2: DiGiorno? Gineiro.
0: DiGiorno. <laughs> DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. it's my wife. <laughs> and then she corrects him, and she goes, "Holly McLean," and you're like, "Oh." So then the chief comes up and he's pissed at John and yelling at her and yelling at him, and all of a sudden, who comes out of the building? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I'm falling off, man! I he should did. have done it. That would have been funny. It's uh no, it's long hair, angry guy, and he's still fucking alive somehow. So so how did he come out of the building? Did they like fucking? I don't
2: know. Because because that part because the hostage is
0: coming back down the roof, run by him. And he's still hanging there. Yeah,
2: that's what stumped the shit out of me.
0: So apparently somehow he's still alive. Plot hole. And my son literally was like,
2: that's bullshit. Right.
0: (laughs) So then Carl shoots, like they duck and Carl shoots him and saves John's (coughs) life. So then now Argyle comes out in the limo. He comes busting through the the thing.
2: He could have did that a long fucking time ago.
0: Well, now the limo's already messed up. He doesn't care. Maybe he didn't want to mess the limo up before. Mm. He was like, I got a mini bar, I got a radio, what the mm-hmm. fuck I need to get out for? So then the asshole reporter comes up and tries to get like an interview, and Holly punches him, which is important. Did you get that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, did you get that? Oh, no, he asked, did says, you get that? Did you get that? Because in the second Die Hard, they get stuck on a plane together. Oh. It's funny. Anyway, so then Argyle picks up John and Holly, and he goes... If this is your idea of Christmas, I gotta be here for New Year's, and they laugh, (laughs) and then they roll credits, and that's the movie.
2: So was that like a segue for part two or not?
0: Die Hard. I can't.
2: I can't say that I've ever seen part two.
0: Really? Yeah. (laughs) Die Hard two is almost the same exact movie, except they're at an unfinished airport. So there's an also there's a whole terminal that's under construction. Like the same exact shit happens. It's funny. All right, and then his wife is on one of the planes coming in that's mm-hmm. going to crash, and she gets stuck next to the reporter, and he's like, "Get her away from me! I have a restraining order against him." And then at the end of the movie, like she ends up punching him again. It's actually really funny. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Scale of one to ten. What do you give this movie? Eight and a half. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, ups and downs.
2: Um. Yeah, to be honest, there's it's it's a pretty free-flowing movie. There's not too much bullshit in it besides, right. you know, haired Angry Guy. Right. Coming Being back alive, to life.
0: yeah. That's the one big thing that bugs me about this movie.
2: Um, other than that, like that's all that's that that's the only thing I can really say like burns me about this. Right. Other I, than that, eh?
0: I give this movie a 9. Nice. Because uh, it entertains me every time I watch it. For sure. Like I've never not wanted to watch Die Hard. I remember the first time I watched and it. And he's I was, barefoot
2: the whole fucking time.
0: Right? When I first watched it, it was on TV. Mm-hmm. And I had to be... Mellon Farmer. Right? <laughs> I don't remember. I had to, Maybe I was a freshman in high school.
1: That
0: mm-hmm. makes sense. Because you used took things about a year or so to get to TV.
1: Gotcha.
2: And
0: this came out in 88. And I was a freshman in 89. So it had to be somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. But I remember the first time I watched it being like, Dude, this movie's just as good as Predator i totally thought that because it is i think yeah, yeah, for sure. it's just as good as predator like same kind of action shit like mm-hmm. totally i totally loved it and yeah it's never not entertained me like i love this movie it's quotable you remember little pieces like you Damn love right. like Damn little right. scenes that you love they had one of the best movie villains of all time and i love hans gruber and uh yeah it's just a great movie all around non-stop action it's everything you look for in an action movie it doesn't get too ridiculous but it's kind of ridiculous but not so outlandish that it's stupid
2: and i think the cool thing about it is like i love that it's a it has like a christmas vibe i yes. love i so love that the whole thing yes. which
0: is why it's a christmas movie and Lethal weapon isn't right suck it
2: like seriously like but <laughs> like i i like that aspect of the movie right even though it's a very behind the scenes kind of thing right but i think it fit enough because it gives it enough lightheartedness. Yep. To where it's not like overly like holy shit. You know? Right. So I and and for this to be like the first movie of, you know, the 5. Right. I think it sets the tone for everything to kind of get Absolutely. Bigger, 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 bigger crazy out of the fucking world.
0: Right. <laughs> but um BBG meter. You see a little boobies. I give that a 2. Yeah, for sure. Only because I was so shocked When I finally rented this on VHS, Hmm. it's like there's boobs in this
2: movie. Oh, (laughs) Oh, wait, 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 wait. There's some nudies upstairs too. There's a
0: random shot for no reason when he's first upstairs. He looks across the skyrise to the other high rise building. Oh, that and there's just a, a random naked chick walking around in the living room naked. For no reason. So there's that, and then there's and the, the poster uh-huh. that he notices every time he runs by it. Because the second time he, he goes by, he's like, "Hey, ladies." <laughs> so I'm gonna bump hey, this girls. up to, from a two to a three. All right, that sounds,
1: All right, that sounds legit. And
0: then as far as no guts, but blood, yeah, there's enough. The blood. bloody feet. I'm giving that a fucking eight because yes. it disturbed the shit out of me. Like you see Ouch. the foot, you know, Ouch. like
2: when he's dragging it, I was like,
0: yeah, when he's dragging himself, and there's that trail of blood. Oh my god. And it looked real as shit. Right. Like it, they did it wasn't, a really good job on that. I am
2: about to say, it wasn't corny or anything like that. Yep. It looked really good. And then again, when his foot hits that glass the first time, I'm like, bleh. It was a grip of blood.
0: So I think this was a really good start for our Christmas holiday. Damn right. And we're going to keep it rolling next time with this little gem. Oh. Every holiday season, there's one toy everyone has to have.
1: I want the Turbo Man so I figured what they are and the rocket orange jetpack and the blue suitor.
0: Getting it is every child's dream.
1: Whoever doesn't can be a real loser.
0: Finding it You got the
2: doll, right?
0: is this father's nightmare. I'll get that toy. I
2: promise. Whoa! Nothing like waiting till the last minute, Alex, sir. Especially on Christmas Eve. <laughs> man! mine!
1: These two are looking for a turbo man! <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, your Christmas spirit. The last one just left.
1: No. It's two fathers. This is war. one
0: mission. <laughs> Woo! Oh, the <but> baby. <laughs> and every man for himself.
2: I'm thinking maybe though know, we could join up as a team. You know, like like Starskin
0: Hutch. It's late delivery of Turbo Man A Toy Works. Let's go! <laughs> Is there a problem,
2: officer? <laughs> you can never do too much to make a child's Christmas magical. Hey, buddy. From
0: the director of Mrs. Doubtfire. You want a turbo man for Christmas? Forget it. I'm not gonna sit in your lap. Tony, show him
1: that was taken this
0: morning and from the director of the flintstones
1: don't open that up no no no
0: of course there's uh, some assembly required
1: you know what you guys are
0: nothing but the bunch of sleazy con men in red suits <laughs> arnold schwarzenegger Sinbad.
2: i work for the post office and i'm unstable
0: Tell this man is totally insane
2: thank you
0: christmas comes but once a year <laughs>
2: jingle all the way you picked the wrong day oh jasper <laughs> you fucking mm. dick you <laughs> put that cookie down <laughs> now <laughs> yo Like, by far, this is my favorite fucking Christmas movie. Really? Yes. Nice. By far. By far. Like, this is my shit.
0: That's awesome. So, yeah, we're going to be doing Jingle All the Way. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad and let's not forget Phil Hartman Oh, he was fucking amazing he's my favorite character in this movie he's <laughs> such a fucking
2: douchebag the funny thing is he, re- <laughs> he reminded me of like Ned Flanders the totally. whole time but he's, he's not an a evil d- Ned right? because right, he's being
0: a dick on purpose oh man these cookies are so good oh they're great <laughs> those are my cookies <laughs> I love it this will be our second Arnold movie second
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I was thinking first off I forgot to mention this We did Planes, Trains, and Automobiles Mm -hmm. It was episode number 26 And this year, Thanksgiving Fell on the 26th So that was cool
1: Oh, that's
2: badass We did a Bruce Willis
0: movie in October Uh Uh-huh Or in uh, November
2: With yes, yes Last Boy Scout Uh Uh-huh
0: We did one this month Mm -hmm. With uh, this movie Mm -hmm. Die Hard next month if we do like last man standing or sixth sense or fifth mm. element mm. we could have like a bruce willis trifecta
2: oh, i think we gonna yeah. have to
0: make that happen
2: okay okay
0: i was thinking uh or i was thinking fifth element would be a good movie to start the new year off with like kick off the new year gary oldman chris tucker dude
2: what about 13 monkeys I 12 seen. monkeys there we go 13 ghosts there you go movies. see cause I uh, yeah, never seen it
0: right could we but do
2: it. I do like 5th element
0: and I think that's kind of a fun movie to kick the new year off with mm-hmm. I don't know you guys uh, help us out send us a line 700 tapes at gmail.com and let us know do you want to hear do you want to hear uh, our review of 5th element mm-hmm. or 12 monkeys mm-hmm. let us know that'll be our new year's movie so there you go That's some real Christmas for your ass. Your ass. But anyway, um, that being said, check this out. Yeah, that's how we do it. Cause I do what I want. We start this shit over. Yeah. Cause it's time for us to go. We got some uh, eggnog to drink and some Twinkies to buy. I got to buy Roman some Twinkies now. Damn right. i have those on next episode. Damn right. We got to figure out our gift exchange. hmm little Secret Santa. Secret white Santa. elephant. hmm Whatever you want to call it. Why got to
2: be
1: white?
0: Black elephant. Yeah, yeah. Black <laughs> elephants matter. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I am Jasperino. This is 700 Taste Podcast. We're bidding you farewell on behalf of my co-host with the most... The man, the myth, the legacy, Mr. Roman Alvarado. We will catch you motherfuckers on the jingle bell flip side.